0: Laughing, Al-Dragorn joins them, uh, all three shouting at the top of their lungs. The golden crane flies for Timon Gaiden.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. That is... Right, welcome back, book club clubbers, to the Nerdy, the Wordy, the book club, a club where we read a book that is nerdy. This week, that book is The Knife of Daggers.
0: My favorite, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite dagger, The Knife of Daggers.
1: Chapters 13 through 20. It is also St. Patrick's Day, so uh, I'm wearing green green uh, shirt, she's wearing green pants, and she's drinking a green drink.
0: I got green. See, it's right here.
1: Don't pinch us. Leave us alone. Yeah. We are... Not Please. greened up. Uh, we started the day with some stuff we got to talk about. Uh, first, Dirt Burb.
0: Dirt Burb, thank you for the 10 gifted memberships. 10
1: gifted membos, Let's including Clarus Polarus. You got a gifted membo. Thank
0: you, appreciate To the channel.
1: It. There's also a super chat from Dirt Burb.
0: Thank you. Uh saying off to
1: a doctor's appointment this morning, but had to drop a little something for one of my favorite chapters in the series. The golden crane flies for Tarmongedon.
0: It, it does, it does. Thank you so much for that And super we chat. fly
1: for Lan Mandragorin <laughs> as well. And Dragorin.
0: Yeah, uh, Al. Yeah, yeah. Mandra- <clears throat> Mandra- Mandra- Mandra-Gorn, Mandarin,
1: Mandarin,
0: Mandarin, Mandarin, Al Like they're yep, all yep. like, I can't. I'm well, like, no.
1: well done, <laughs> Land er, er, right, Jordan, Robert. <laughs>
0: Well done, Jordan.
1: Hail hey, Dragorin, do you want to ride for Mandragorin? And you're like, oh my god, I fucking I'm canned with the <laughs> like names. My, my,
0: my t- I'm usually pretty good at tongue twisters. But oh, uh, <laughs> Kenny, thank you for the super chat. Um,
1: more people probably know Bella from the Twilight series and the Wheel of Time series. Spare your car the shame. That, Kenny Teology, thank you for reminding me. I have to start that poll.
0: You do have to start that poll.
1: Uh, I think I should um, click on this. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do a poll today. There are two options. Y'all,
0: we're naming the car.
1: We're naming the car. We're not going to choose one until the end of the stream, so you have the entire stream to get your vote in. But mm-hmm. um, we are going to name the car either Bella or Car Carn. Uh, I think yeah, it's spelled that.
0: because right. n- n- nobody got fifty percent of the vote, and we're a democracy, so. Um...
1: So, um, by at the end of the stream today, we will uh, take a look, check in with that poll, and see how she's doing. Yeah. Uh, but until then. Uh, we have a couple of housekeeping things to get to, or What four, I know, right? Very exciting. Uh, first of which is um, we oh, do, okay, we, green. we have a P.O. box. Uh, we do have a P.O. box. Um, it's not the one listed online because we just changed our P.O. box, so don't send us anything today and, until we change it. We should have changed that last night.
0: Should have changed what? Our P.O. box. Well, Where is it listed? On your Twitch. Yeah, but like okay. no one. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube, man. We're gonna man. make the
1: we're gonna make the PO box more visible because people sent us stuff.
0: I I can like I mean put it in the chat, but so, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, um, Ra- uh, James Ross in the chat sent us something because of the Expanse, and we were like, well, fuck, we'll open it at the beginning of book club as a thank you.
0: Yeah, and then we don't know what it
1: is, so. The Expanse. Oh, it's an Expanse thing.
0: Yeah, 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 you didn't- oh.
1: I, I don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> I knew it was an Expanse thing, that's all that I knew.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is. Guys. Oh shit! I know what it is. Oh shit, wait, let's go.
0: Oh, we're gonna have to- Oh, I understand.
1: Well, you know what it is. Wait,
0: Where- wait, oh. I'm I love GSS
1: here. says react to six AOT episodes my dude my dang dude if, if
0: you would like to pay our editor Absolutely, we're a- literally
1: absolutely. gonna finish season two next week. Come down. Everybody Come down
0: Okay, so B goes to B
1: A goes to A and C goes to C.
0: Hell yeah, and I think this is just like an extra like you know like the expanse the expanse
1: What is this? Oh, no, C- there's C. No,
0: there's C. There's C. We got we got a middle piece oh, here. Oh
1: my god.
0: And... It's wait. Lego! <laughs> it's Lego. Oh, and Lego. there's like a
1: bunch of little pieces, too. We're not going to do this right now.
0: No, gosh, no. But
1: we have our own Rocinante! <laughs> I am I, Don Quixote, the Lord of La Mancha, my destiny calls and I go. We'll have
0: to put that together.
1: Let's fucking go! Thank That's you so much, so James cool. Ross. We
0: you. We Thank you. Um, we will
1: share that on all our socials when uh, it is built and mm-hmm. sanded and painted. Yes. That's exciting.
0: I I also got a hat.
1: <laughs> you are a goofy goober.
0: It doesn't stay on very well.
1: Thank you, James Ross. We very much appreciate that. I'm yeah, excited. I, I don't know how you. it's gonna fit, but we're gonna have it somewhere. Um, it will live yeah. somewhere. Oh, it yeah. will probably. I have so many spaceships.
0: <laughs> that is that is true. At this point, yes.
1: Um. So, Clarus, that's most of the uh, the, the 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 housekeeping out of the way.
0: Is it most of it?
1: Is there anything else you need to talk about?
0: Uh, don't have any titty milk today, but I do have some guacamole, gamerfart nine thousand, and um and the waifu uh, to keep me happy at night. Yeah, um, thank
1: you, Gamersups. So we love you. You taste you good, that. and you make us feel better.
0: If you need caffeine, <laughs> but you don't like coffee, like me, this shit's great. Yes, it gets me through.
1: Uh, yeah, we have a coupon code. You can use Clarus at gamersups.gg. Uh, with two O's, and you can get yourself some for... 10% off. 10% off? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's a whole 10%. They actually,
0: they dropped a new waifu cup today. Um. We
1: need to go buy that, because you like to stare at titties.
0: What? What? How dare you call me out like that? Oh,
1: no. How dare I speak the truth?
0: How, yes.
1: Clarus, how did you feel about, uh, Knife of Dreams, chapters 13 through 20?
0: You said it wrong. It's fine. Uh, I'll forgive you. Um, well, so so we we had some like kind of cool stuff going on, you know, a little behind the scenes. It was like plodding along. It's like okay, mm-hmm. right? We're getting somewhere. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. And then it was like bang, boom, crash, explosions for the last two chapters. Um, so I'm glad we reacted to those. Yeah. It was very fun. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a good time.
1: Chapter um, nineteen is an all time chapter. Mm-hmm uh top chapter of the series not like number one i still think the battle of Emmons field is the best chapter in the whole series mm-hmm. um, but uh I, I think chapter 19 is an all-timer uh the yes. mixture of the comedy of loyal's wedding with the seriousness and, then, like, and the fight. carnage and the yeah the the scope of that battle yeah um i have some like that the battle made me think like funny thoughts that i want to go through with you guys today we're gonna i'm we're gonna laugh at that a little bit mm-hmm. just playfully Uh, But I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Blue, thank you for the super chat. Thank you
0: for the super chat. Need that new
1: P.O. box as soon as possible. I'm
0: putting it in there right now.
1: Yeah. Um, Chapter 19 would look great if well done on screen. I disagree, Malindio. I think that no one has the money to pull it off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I
1: I actually don't know how you would...
0: That's Visualize expensive. That. Uh, yeah, as much as I like want to see it, like I would love to. It's one of those things where um, it's it's very costly. Oh, also, I grabbed the PO box number. Um, like our unit number is four twenty. You're
1: such a troll. Um, <coughs> Uh caveat. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would look great animated. I agree, Nicholas Reed. I think um, I I just don't really see how you do that in live action unless you are like. Avengers Endgame, right? Because it yeah. like when you think when you start to think about a hundred thousand people, that is the scope of the Battle of Avengers Endgame. Like mm-hmm. I think even Helm's Deep, there's only ten thousand Urukai, right?
0: Yeah, uh the address in the chat for you, Blue. I'll also put it in the Discord. Um, Let me just I'm
1: gonna throw that in the um the video description. Down oh, below.
0: oh yeah yeah cool, cool cool. That is fair. New PO box. I'm also putting it in like I guess partnerships. Mm-hmm. In the Discord.
2: Right.
1: Um, yeah. So when I first heard of a Wheel of Time show, I thought about one hundred thousand charging trollocs. I just, it's so, it's so many.
0: It is a lot. It's one of those things where I'm like, how, how many trollocs does the shadow have, and where is he keeping them?
1: But also, can I, can I be pedantic for like one second?
0: You, you have. You have 60 seconds to be pedantic.
1: Okay, let's say, let's say you can get 100,000 Trollocs through the Ways. Mm -hmm. How long did that take? Because everything we've learned about the Ways is that the bridges are about two people wide at most. Yes. Right? And so if you're moving 100,000 Trollocs through the Ways, you are moving them... At most, in a column 50,000 Trollocs long, while also providing food along that entire column, because they can only camp, like, maybe 10 to a platform at a time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, the scope of- They literally scroll the entire ways.
1: Like, if they just, like, if if it hadn't been for that chapter where they're like, he moved all these Trollocs into the ways, I wouldn't have thought about it. But I I was Mm -hmm. thinking about the ways, and I was like, how the fuck did that work? They're marching two by two. We're going door <laughs> to door. Some wants Brandon and he wants it now. Um,
0: a <laughs> hundred thousand is our sacrifice.
1: And so, like, as the, the battle was so cool. And then when I was, like, lying down later that night, I was thinking about, like, the scope of a like, hundred thousand. And then the ways popped in my head. And I was like, the fuck did that look like?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally two by two. Fifty thousand deep. Uh,
1: yeah. That, that is but also, funny. like, the the... the how many Trollocs did they lose in the Ways?
0: At least half. Like, they started off with 200,000. I just
1: can't imagine they're very good at, like, not pushing each other off.
0: No. No, I, I imagine not. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: Brian, Nancy, thank you for that super chat. Do we have time show affording <laughs> to faithfully adapt chapter 19?
0: In this economy? But you're right, though. That's true. But That's not even right. a joke.
1: That's not even a joke. We need to not talk about the real world economy right now, y'all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything... Is fine.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs>
1: um, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> is mind. The
0: question we have: How the fuck they're gonna I,
1: afford to do that? <laughs> I don't mind at all that they have a hundred thousand Trollocs. Like whatever, the shadow can. Yeah. The shadow's gonna have whatever number of enemies it has. It just the the the. I was just giggling to myself, thinking about a hundred thousand Trollocs, trying to like tiptoe across bridges in the dark and not kill each other. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then
1: I then I was doing the math. At the mm-hmm. end of it, right? Say two trollocs can go through a waygate at a time.
0: Even the even e- the opening to the gate is maybe like four maximum. But no, those it's two. bridges, those bridges like, are Like Ogear,
1: Oghir can only um, uh, loyal when he goes through the waygate. He goes through by himself because there's no room on either side of him.
0: Right, that's true. So
1: if you can only fit maximum two trollocs through at a time, then there was a merdral standing at the door to that waygate for like two days. Yeah, uh, like two days of real time yeah. watching Trollocs because e- e- if um, you can get two Trollocs through every second, mm-hmm. you can only get three thousand six hundred Trollocs through an hour.
0: You did the math.
1: Yes, I did the math.
0: You did the math. So My how goal, many you hours can't is that?
1: Gateway out of the ways into the real world. Though, Wait, right? how
0: many? How many? How many hours is that?
1: Uh oh no, I guess it would be one day because it'd be ten hours to get to thirty six. Th- 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 just no, no, no. You can do. Th- Three thousand six hundred lines of trollocs. So that's actually seven thousand so it would take like it would take like twenty hours for them all to just walk through the gateway at the end of the thing.
0: Yeah. Unless unless Ishamael knows how to travel and can make a really big opening. And they didn't actually use the gateways.
1: I just I want the scene of the the two on either side of the gateway. Right, they're trying to get out of the way gate. I want the tumor drawl on either side going keep moving. No, no, you can't. There's there's a hundred thousand trollics coming. <laughs> boom, just boom, run. Boom. Just keep running as far as you can. Like, cause yeah, yeah, the the first trollics out of the way gate would have to run like six kilometers
0: to make space for that. To make
1: space 000. for the rest that coming in behind it.
0: Right, right. Oh, you're right. Gateway Kill talks. We no, didn't learn they that. they had to now. go through no, that no, way gate right. right. two
1: by two for hours. No, no, and the Madral, right. I just know there's some Madral, like, th- you know there's that one Troll like, that, like, stand gets through and is like, oh, my God, I'm somewhere else. And then Madral's like, move! You've got to keep moving. I'm not going to stand here for four fucking days. Let's go, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go, let's go. And I want that scene in the show, Rafe. That is the tell- I want the Madral having to be, like, deserve. just be, like- it's hour 18 bags under his eyes he's just furious because these fucking trollocs won't get through the way fast enough
0: his (laughs) eyes
1: (laughs) i want it so bad yeah no 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 but he doesn't he just has bags he just has bags where his (laughs) eyes should be that's hilarious
0: uh no that is like i did not think about that but it it is an interesting point that like yeah the trollocs would have to go through two by two but i think that was longer than 60 seconds
1: what was longer than sixty seconds?
0: Oh, I said you could be pedantic for sixty <laughs> seconds. Oh,
1: okay. James Ross, think of that. I got eleven point four hours at five miles per hour with a six foot spacing.
0: Thank you, James Ross. You're doing the Lord's work here. I
1: want that scene so bad. I just want the Madral, and I want like a like timer on screen, and like it like speeds up and then it, like slows down for the Madral's most angry moments, and then it like but we get the time lapse of the whole thing.
0: Yeah. If you take too long, you get decapitated for food. So.
1: I also do not think that there were 100,000 Trollocs. Huh? I don't think there were 100,000 Trollocs. I think that Rand looked out the window and was like, yeah, it's about 100,000. But I don't know that Rand can do math. (laughs) Like, Rand never learned algebra. He's a fucking farmer.
0: Uh, Algebra, no, but... You can, here's the thing. He has, like, loose Theron's, like, m- memories. So he could, like, look at 100,000 and be like, that looks roughly you, around what th- 100,000 looks like. You would have like. no
1: fucking clue. You would have no idea.
0: I would have no clue. That there is There could correct.
1: be, there could be, like, 6,000 Trollocs out there. And for all Rand knows, it's 100,000. Oh, my God. The most people, like, right? Yeah, sure, so has like, been to Tarvalon. But, like, if you look at, a, you could show me 80,000 people and 100,000 people. I would not be able to tell you the difference. That's too many people.
0: yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't know either. but, um,
1: I think that this is like when Trump saw his inauguration numbers, and he was like, "I had the greatest inauguration of all time. And people were like, there were some people there. but like, <laughs> the photos show yeah. you're a liar.
0: No, no, I saw, I saw them all. I counted. I
1: think Rand is just because Min is in the room. Rand is going around and he's like, there were a hundred thousand We killed a hundred thousand Trollocs, and I think that Ken Swain is knitting like the fuck we did.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's it's loyal, being like, nope, definitely a hundred thousand, Aerith, definitely a hundred thousand.
1: <laughs> She's just like, I, I need to get her ears hard. I need to get her ears hard. <laughs> Alright, we've made we've had enough jokey time. Let's actually get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary That's- friends, this is the knife of daggers dreams. Chapter Thirteen Siege siege. Siege. Yes.
0: siege siege Siege! Siege? Wow, learning how to read. That's a book how club. you
1: spell siege.
0: Yeah. Wait, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh, my <laughs> was like excuse me.
1: It's just one of those words that I look at and I get angry.
0: You're like, that's wrong, right? <laughs> like that's incorrect. Like, no, no, but.
1: There's no way somebody chose S-I-E-G-E as the way to spell siege. That's not possible. Right? Like,
0: one day I had like a crisis because I thought the word in looked wrong. And I was like, it's two letters and I Just know I-N? that. Yeah, but I was like, it it looks like it should have more to it. I don't know. I had I had a breakdown. It was bad. It was a bad day.
1: Clearly. God damn. <laughs> it's like
0: the word in is incorrect. <laughs> oh <man>. um,
1: <laughs> Yeah. So um <laughs> a machete
0: of butter knife.
1: Guys, the the first half of today's book club is going to be um, the minutes of whoever was following Elaine around while she went to several meetings. Uh, can, can we talk about the structure of Knife of Dreams really quick before we get into it? Yeah. I One of the things that I am not loving, mm-hmm. and I did like this week's reading a lot. Yeah. But one of the things I'm not liking about this book mm-hmm. right now is the... Um, Tendency Robert Jordan has to have four or five chapters where nothing really happens and it's just like info dump where our main character is learning the the minute ways the characters around its situations have changed. For like four or five chapters, mm-hmm. and then there's a chapter that is a banger. Yeah, And yeah. everything's different.
0: That's what I, that's literally at the beginning, you're like, how do you feel about, it? and I was like, oh, we kind of did some stuff, and then it was like, bam, and I was yeah. like, whoa. Also, Blue, thank you for gifting 20 memberships. Oh, shit.
1: Blue! What's she doing, Blue! <laughs>
0: Blue's out here making sure everyone can see the, the audiobook reaction. Oh my
1: god, you're ridiculous.
0: Uh goddamn. Uh Blue, uh thank you so much. Also, Blue, I, I I if you send something, we still have the old P.O. box address for a bit, so um yeah. You don't need to like worry about it that much. Yeah. But um I think
1: we have it for like a month.
0: Until the end of this month.
1: Yeah. So will be fine.
0: Um, goddamn. Uh, thank you, Blue.
1: He paid for the reaction. We're gonna watch it.
0: Uh, I guess so. I guess well, so. Well, we'll
1: get to the reactions when we get to those chapters. I wanna, we'll talk about that then. But thank you, Blue. That was, yeah. you are the beast.
0: A lot of green in chat. You love to see it. A
1: lot of green for St. Patty's Day.
0: You should name your car blue. <laughs> when we paint it blue, we'll name it People blue. People would be
1: so confused. They'd be like,
0: like, what? Blue?
1: Blue? Isn't it's, blue? Your car's white.
0: No, like, uh, it, it, isn't blue the, um, no, actually, I don't think it's spelled that way. Never mind. There was like a. Nice addition
1: to the conversation. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I only
0: <laughs> add the highest of intellect to a room.
1: Um, but yeah, no. So so Elaine, Elaine's section, much like Perrin's and much like Matt's, kind of plays out in this. The, the, the character goes around and other people tell that character things for several chapters. Yeah. And like, it's interesting information in that their situations have changed slightly, Mm -hmm. but it always ends with a chapter of like, and then the information that their situation is gonna change soon comes. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But because we've done it three times now, like each week of the reading, we've had the exact same narrative structure. Yeah, I found this Elaine stuff a little bit tiresome just because I was like, oh, I see what Robert, I, I am too far ahead of how Robert Jordan is telling this story.
0: You're like, I know how this is going to go.
1: And and then, like, we get to the Aramilla thing where she's like, and in a week, we're going to do things. And I was like, well, just cut to that week. I don't need all this in-between stuff.
0: And the thing is, as well, I think what what makes it stand out particularly is that the exciting bit always jumps to a new person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something is about to happen in the storyline.
0: Next. Next. (laughs) Next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that makes it stand out, like a lot more than it would have you know like i think like pretty normal structure of like storytelling is like build up and then boom right you know you have that like um, but you
1: boom and then you show the you show the other side of it right like yes. you show the resolution yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to build up big drop of information
0: moving on to the next person and then
1: cutting to <laughs> the most pedantic meeting about like corn reserves but but like literally right like cutting yeah. to oh no there's weevils in the grain yard and mm-hmm. you're like yeah yeah and, I, and I, without Crossroads of Twilight. I don't think that I would feel it as much. Mm -hmm. But because so many of these storylines did this once already, we've already had the like five-chapter stretch with Perrin talking about ways to get Fael out but not Mm -hmm. doing it. We've had five chapters of Matt riding down the road with the circus with Tuan and not and you know, and we've had almost this exact same series of meetings with Elaine Mm -hmm. like a week earlier. And like things have progressed in those storylines but they haven't changed like elaine's situation we we go through five chapters of elaine having meetings with people Mm -hmm. and her situation is no different at the beginning of those meetings as they were at the beginning
0: and see this is where this because when we were talking about it the other day this is where you and i disagree i
1: i I agree with you that like though all of the like situations have changed Mm -hmm. but in terms of elaine's ability to move her plot forward she is not in a different position. Yes. I, I agree Like yeah, yeah. things have changed in those stories, right? Yeah, yeah. the We now know more about why certain people are holding off and why characters are staying put. Mm-hmm. But what we don't have through those five chapters is any difference for Elaine. Yeah. She goes yeah. to all these meetings and is like, I'm not giving you more money to the merchants uh, or to the mercenaries. Yep. And they're like, well, okay, I, I'm not going to... Go down and talk to those nobles myself, so they're just gonna stay put down south. Uh, so I like I I don't have more allies. The only thing that happens that kind of changes our position is the guy shows up with the soldiers.
0: Well, the guy shows up. He adds about ten thousand soldiers to but her. But even army. Elaine
1: gets that and is like, it doesn't really make a difference, right? And like that's just
0: crazy to me. But, but
1: but that's my frustration with it is that I'm like. It's five chapters that is all interesting, and I like Elaine a lot. Yeah, that is in service of an endpoint where the only character who is fundamentally in a different place at the end of it is Armelia, who is going to attack in a week.
0: Yeah, because uh, well, uh, well, because uh, Elaine is losing those mercenaries to Armelia, right? Um, yes
1: well maybe we'll see what happens in the intervening week but...
0: yeah kind of what they make it seem like a week like. is
1: a long time in a siege things can happen you yeah
0: know? but I keep waiting for Gawain to show up and like you know bring with him recruits from god knows where because he's got like Gawain? yeah because he's got the younglings with him Gawain like,
1: is um, in, by Tarvalon yeah I
0: want I want Gawain to fucking show up for Elaine <laughs> you know what I mean like that would, that
1: would be interesting there's no
0: way he hasn't heard about what's going on in Andor Right there, there, there's no way like that. Like that kind of news would be so significant, especially with people traveling around trying to find people for the army. Yeah, yeah. And so I just I kind of keep waiting for him to show up, and I I hope that he does. I'll be kind of sad if he's left out of this like um pl- plot arc story arc. Um, I
1: think he is because I he's probably still in that town in near Tarvalon.
0: Yeah, I I hope not. That's
1: like two months away. Like he's like a two month ride.
0: Well, unless he like goes to a town where one of the like um, kin pop up and are like, "Hey, we're recruiting for Elaine," you know.
1: Mm, maybe yeah. Um, let, let's go to chapter by chapter though, and we'll talk through it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, uh, chapter thirteen. Um, this chapter should not have been from Elaine's POV. Personally, that's just I'm I'm gonna say that. Uh, this should have been from anyone fighting or doing things?
0: Yeah, we got the end of a battle.
1: Well, and we got the end of a battle from a perspective of someone who's watching from a like vantage point where she can't really see what's going on fully.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like J- just just have this from Brigitte's point of view. If you're going to have us in like the battle, don't don't cut from the the last chapter, which mm-hmm. is like, "Oh my god, Perrin was almost murdered" to "Elaine is frustrated cuz she's pregnant and cannot go do the thing." And so she's just going to sit there and watch. And I was like, there's an actual like Interesting thing happening. Yeah,
0: what Brigitte's point of view, you know?
1: (laughs) And so we're like, literally like, okay, yeah, Elaine is frustrated because she's pregnant and no one will let her fight, even though she is not capable of fighting and refuses (laughs) to use the power as a weapon, which is the dumbest fucking shit in the world.
0: See, I also disagree with you there because I think that if Elaine takes the throne with the power... Um, that creates a lot of resentment and openings up for people to, to mm, not welcome her, her rule, right? Uh, she has to kind of earn it fair and square, which fair and square by the laws of <laughs> Camelin is mean? obviously mm-hmm, questionable. Questionable, for sure. But um, using them in power, it, she's she wants people to look at her as an Aes but and, and Aes Sedai yes. can't use the power as a weapon, so she basically But I'm not is saying like, like use it
1: as a weapon. I'm saying use it smart. Like I, I'm saying that Elaine needs to get some fucking like strategy up in here and use the one power to make it so that their ladders do not connect with the wall. Like there are so many easy ways uh-huh. to not use the one power as a weapon, but use it to defend the walls. You could literally create a barrier so that when they put their ladders up, they bounce off. Is that a weapon?
2: A Probably not.
1: No, but, I, but I'm serious, right? You yeah. could open a gateway in the middle of the ocean and then open the other side of the gateway at the like uphill part of Armelia's camp and flood their camp with seawater.
0: Yeah. Like, I, there are like, things
1: that she could be doing. And she's doing, she's like, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But she is
1: willing to use that as a weapon because she is willing to gateway soldiers to the wall right she is she has the soldiers in the main camp mm-hmm. and where Amelia's team attacks mm-hmm. they gateway the soldiers there to defend so the the, the one power is being used here yes. it's just not being used in a way that gives them any actual advantage yeah. and i'm like you have fewer soldiers you have people dying mm-hmm. like i i'm sorry that you like don't want to use it but get over yourself you want to be fucking queen you got to be a little bit ruthless
0: yeah, and I wish that the because we get these chapters from her perspective. I wish that she did talk about why she doesn't use the one power. You know, because I, because I like.
1: But she is using them. <laughs> she's just using them for like the the the, the only things that.
0: And what I'm saying is, she clearly has a reason that she's not doing it, and I, and part of the reason that we get part of the reason that we get is along the lines of you know I said I don't use the one power as a weapon, and I promised Egwene that I would try and live by the Three ults and the Three Oaths would make Aes Sedai, which, like, is fine, I guess. I, I obviously think it's a little bit silly, but I feel like it has to go deeper than that. I I feel like there has to be a reason that, like, taking the throne of Camlyn with the one power would be, like, highly frowned upon... But I, I but, agree, but the there are so many is ways being that she used. could, y- like, yeah.
1: Like, you, you can only make yeah. that argument if you are not using the one power at all. But there are gateways slicing open the air to yeah. allow soldiers to get around. So, yeah. like, she can't say she didn't use the one power. Yeah. She is. And yeah. so the, the line of what she's willing to use it for and what she isn't is so arbitrary mm-hmm. that this plot line is going on for no reason because she has the power to stop it. Yeah. There should never be an attack on her. Like, honestly, the the ground in front of the castle should be fucking ice. And they should slip and fall. Like, there are so many ways to not attack people with the power, Mm -hmm. but defend a structure with the one power. Also, you could argue that the army trying to kill you would give Aes Sedai the ability to use one power because their express intention is to murder Elaine. There is an army of people who are like, we are attacking you to kill that one woman. There's only one woman in the entire city we are here to murder. And she's like, can't use the one power as a weapon except to defend myself. Oh wait, like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. They're all there to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you are the one life that is legitimately in danger.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is one of those things where if if you if you are against using the one power to take the seat of Camelin, then also using it for gateways and other things kinda seems a little arbitrary. I
1: think blocking the ladders from being able to connect with the wall is no different than Egwene using Quendalar to starve the populace of Tarvalon and maybe kill them all.
0: Yeah, like people people are dying
1: <clears> because
0: <throat> Elaine is not using the power or asking other people to use Thousands the power. Thousands
1: of people are dying. Yeah. And, yeah. and like this is this is where I I I enjoyed reading this chapter. I think Brigitte shines in this chapter. Yeah. I really I like agree. Avian in this chapter. I actually, like, this was one of the chapters where Elaine's pregnancy was the most interesting, right? Because I I I like that Elaine is so adamant about being there despite being pregnant and is the kind of character who is not using that as an excuse to back off.
0: She's like, Min said my babies are going to be fine, so fuck it.
1: (laughs) That's a little bit risky, but um, I just think, like, we're seeing so much of Elaine's character here and the, like, strength of her character, Mm -hmm. but we're not seeing her be intelligent, and that's frustrating. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, like, I just feel like I I want to believe that... um, Adenu says you're trying to justify indirect military use. They're already using it as indirect military use.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? Like, you, like bringing in soldiers with the gates.
1: That you can't. You healing
0: you, technically. Like, <laughs> where is the line?
1: Right. Like, what? What and is the line she here? She doesn't
0: talk about it. It's just kind of uh, whatever <laughs> she feels like it. And even though we're inside of her head, we don't get to know her rationale. Yeah. For it.
1: And so, so. I, 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 I just was like, if you're gonna write this chapter. Go, just have, just be, do it from Brigitte's perspective so at least I can read about someone who's being active and not just read the, because the, this happens a lot in this book, is mm-hmm. we get our our main characters POV, Matt, Perrin, and Elaine. We get a lot of them being frustrated
2: mm-hmm.
1: for long sections. It's just them being frustrated about the situation they're in. And so I start to get frustrated because I'm just reading about all these characters who I love, you know, who I really care about, who are frustrated. Mm-hmm and when when i'm just kind of in that loop with them and i think like i'm a i'm a pretty empathic person right like i you guys have seen me cry at everything <laughs> i feel a lot of what my characters are feeling yeah. and i get really invested in what their emotional states are mm-hmm. and so when we're getting pov after pov after pov that is a lot of our characters just exclaiming how frustrated they are with the situation they're in. Yeah. That weighs on me over time. Like, I start to feel that and I start to internalize that a little bit in a way that I know isn't, like, maybe the healthiest. But it's just, it's true about me, right?
0: Yeah, no, I get that. And I honestly think that she would keep those mercenaries a lot easier if she was... Helping. Using the the power to, to, to do something. Like you said, fucking, like, I don't know, like, uh, icing the ground in front of the walls or, like, you know, yeah. flooding, like, you know, like, open up a moat, <laughs> just have it, like, flood past, like, there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of creative workarounds that they could be using, like... Uh, now, just, Elaine it, is having a hard time, like, grabbing onto the power, so making a plan that, like, kind of relies on that would be uh, maybe not the best idea, but it doesn't have to be a plan. She can, like, go out and set things up.
1: Kin. <laughs> she has, yeah, she but has kin. She has hundreds of channelers. The
0: kin idolize the Aes Sedai, and so I don't know if they would be willing to use the one power as a weapon because the Aes Sedai But, don't.
1: again, I'm not saying use it as a weapon. hmm I'm saying to use it in the exact same way Egwene is with the Quendal It's not a weapon if it's defense.
0: You might be if able to convince all you're some of them. If
1: all you're doing is yeah. saying, just push the ladders off the walls, that's not a weapon. You're not attacking anybody. You are just not allowing them to climb into your castle. Like, and if that is a weapon, then everything is, then using the I gateways mean, as a weapon, which the kin are willing to do. Yeah. Pushing and so, the
0: ladders off could injure or kill people, potentially
1: that's their fault though if the, if you just create a, if you just make it so that the ladders don't touch the wall yeah. if they decide to climb them that's on them right yeah I I, I just yeah. think that like a lot of people are dying
0: yeah no I, I and agree. this
1: is going on for too long and like Elaine Elaine has the ability to do this mm-hmm. and she is just not using it because she has decided that she, there's arbitrary lines and I I think that she should lose. I don't think that you should be queen if you're going to allow arbitrary lines to kill off your populace.
0: Yeah. I think that that
1: is bad leadership.
0: I also think that, like, I'm sure Brigitte has seen a lot of battles where the one power is used Mm -hmm. and not necessarily as a weapon. I think, like, Brigitte would probably have a lot of interesting knowledge on how to defend or even, like, support her troops better. Um, so, yeah, so it is one of those things where I, I think that, I think there's a big missed opportunity and that people are kind of just dying for Elaine, you know? It's, it, it, it's a tough one, because I, I, like, I'm sure she has her reasons for not, but we aren't really privy to that, except that she can't use it as one power as a weapon, but then again, you know, there's lots of workarounds, and then are the gateways weapons, and then, it, well, you know, then what are you gonna do, like... It's it's a slippery slope.
1: Adanu says, by your logic, laws are a bad thing, nerdy.
0: What does that have to do with anything? I d-
1: d- yes. <laughs> Frequently, they are. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you you, you figured out my logic.
0: <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I'm not really under, I'm not sure what that Frequently has to do with. Frequently,
1: laws anything. are uh, inherently a bad thing. Uh, and there's
0: a lot of workarounds for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Y'all you know, know the problem with laws is that they are not applied equally. Fair. You can have great laws, but if you have laws that rich white people can get out of that other people can't, they are inherently bad.
0: True. Yeah. No, that's true. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's a law doesn't mean it's good. So.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Laws <laughs> <laughs> never s- have loopholes. They're completely airtight.
1: There is a woman right now who is trying to get out of prison because she was charged for murdering the man who kidnapped and sexually assaulted her for years yeah and because she killed him to escape him she is in prison i'm i'm just you're not going to convince me that like the law is the best thing in the world yeah some of them are good you know and some people who enforce the law are good it's rare but some of them
0: I like to think that there's 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 good people out there, you know. I
1: like to think so too, but every day brings another series of bullshit things that make me go fuck. Like
0: <laughs> going on Twitter is like wow, the world's on fire.
1: How about yours? Yeah, that's not the way I like it. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, also in case you forgot, Elaine is very pregnant, very pregnant, but not not, not like actually like very pregnant because I think maybe she's like two months pregnant, but yeah. she's like very pregnant. <laughs>
1: Uh, William Witch, thank you for joining the NARS. Welcome
0: to the Nerd Table. appreciate that.
1: Um, yeah, but they do win this fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, who knows when the next fight is going to be. Uh, so they go back to the castle to heal up the troops. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone shows up. His name is Charles Z. Guybon. Charles Z. Guybon. Charles Z. Guybon. <laughs>
0: it's, char- it's Charles.
1: <laughs> I know, but like... This is this is one of the worst fantasy spellings of like a real name in this series. Yeah, Charles, but it's C H A R L Z is just that Robert. That's fucking garbage.
0: He, it's fine. He was running out of ideas at this, this
1: point. This is starting. This feels like a sci-fi name.
0: <laughs> I kind of love like, it. It's like an it.
1: alien from Star Wars. Yeah, my name's Charles.
0: No, it's it's an android, and it's the z at the end.
1: <laughs> Charles. <laughs> I just read this, I, I this was a name, you, you guys, you all know I'm dyslexic, and um, sometimes I have to read things uh, multiple times to make sure that I got it right and that my brain isn't fucking with me, and mm-hmm. this name was one of those things where I went, there's no, there's no way, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way, no, it's, it's Charles with a Z. Um, but no e it's very funny to me. Uh, and he has ten thousand soldiers with him. Mm-hmm. Let's go. you're I was like, oh, the day is one yeah I was like Gandalf, ten
0: thousand that's that's great that's that's a lot.
1: Gandalf has written on on the dawn of the fifth day and Elaine goes that ah, doesn't really change much And I was like, how
0: do you the lead? fuck' ten
1: thousand soldiers. How many people are involved in this scuffle?
0: That's what I want to know because I'm like ten thousand seems like it should be it should be significant enough, especially because they're all loyal people and not mercenaries. Like yeah, you have to still pay and feed and like house them, 100%, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely less expensive and more reliable than the mercenaries. But she was like, eh, whatever. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> no. Matt says Charles Gaibon was a real person who won a contest to appear as a character in the series.
0: Wait, actually,
1: I love that.
0: That's very funny.
1: I oh, it's I don't mind Charles with ez. It is just C H A R L Z. No, that would be weird.
0: Charlie's. Like that, Char- Charlie's that would no, be... no. Charlie's weird.
1: would be with two e's. Charles would be with one e, hundred percent. Charlas, Charlamagne. Um, that's so fun. <laughs> I want to win a C- I want to win a contest to be in the wheel of time. Right. Retroactively. I, I, I don't
0: think they're writing any more books, but uh... no. I
1: want them to just take out Randall Thor and put Nerdy nightly.
0: Yeah. Knightley. Na- na- yeah, it's the 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 nerd reborn.
1: <laughs> um, and then uh, so Charles gets promoted. <laughs> yeah. For bringing these soldiers in to Captain, fair and enough. he is now Birgit's right hand man because when Elaine promotes people to positions of power in her military, she does it not knowing who they are, and that's how we end up with Doylan Millar.
0: To be fair, she's very sus of him, and they're they're trying to like. You know, give she him is now,
1: but she wasn't when she gave him the position.
0: Well, yeah, because he just saved her life.
1: I know, but this is my point. Wait a day, Elaine. Stop making these fucking. I'm sure this one works nah, out. Because nah, nah. That... If this guy won a competition, Robert Jordan isn't going to make him a dark friend. Nah, that would be weird. I
0: disagree with that. If someone fucking saved my life and mm. I, I was like in the middle of like you holy do shit, a background alive, check. They, they saved her life. You know, like that. Like that's a pretty strong statement.
1: Yes, if the dark friend wants to get close to you, that is a strong statement. We're fighting a war with the shadow here.
0: I'm just happy that she's not like completely blind to him being a shitty person despite what he did. You know, like if if Elaine was like, no, you saved my life. There's no way that he could be bad. Then uh, I would be like, Elaine, fucking Jesus Christ. But I totally get in the heat of the moment being like, wow, you just saved my ass, uh, Captain. (laughs) <laughs> Captain.
1: I just, I think like, hey, we're going to like have a ceremony later. Come by and then be like, Brigitte, find out everything you know about this person before we promote another minutes. fucking terrible man to a position of power They here. don't have
0: Google. They can't just look up a background check.
1: They can roll an insight check. I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, And so Elaine makes it back to... Um, uh. The castle, and it's time for chapter 14 of The Knife of Daggers. Wet
0: things. Wet
1: things. This
0: was the funniest thing to me, because I opened the book, and I, I I don't always look at the chapter names, but I was like, Pff. And you're like, what? I was like, wet things. I was like, why? You're a
1: child. I am also a child, but you are a child.
0: Based on the audiobook reactions, you're a There's child. There's
1: a reason we work together, babe. <laughs> we are similarly mature. <laughs> mature. Uh, mm. Um... <laughs> So Elaine uh, and Brigitte and Avienda, uh, they're wet. And so it's time to go get dry. And they... Instead uh, of doing
0: that, they get stopped by every single person in the palace along the way.
1: (laughs) This chapter is both hilarious. And also Uh, like...
0: I found it hilarious.
1: But also I was like, I really don't need another series of meetings that could have been literally like a letter on her desk. Well, the, the, and these all could have been a letter on her desk. The one
0: thing that's really interesting is there's that storm above the castle, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um which seems to be probably like a bubble of evil? Like I, I don't think Armilla well, has like Maybe it's the weather. Yeah, directly above the castle. She happens. Please. Uh <laughs> No. Yeah, I think there's like a bubble of evil that kind of like Shifted the palace. I here's my worry. Here here's my worry, is that you know the portal stones. No. The portal stones flicker, flicker.
1: Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Flicker,
0: flicker. My worry is that flicker, flicker is colliding with the real world, and that's why the ghosts are there. That's why the castles rearranging, and that these like slightly different alternate realities of the universe are literally like bleeding into one another.
1: Just i i find <laughs> i find all of the storytelling around this a little bit boring
0: which uh, around what the
1: the the dead, the dead people the like
0: i mean it's just a foreshadowing right it's it's one of those things where people are like the it's it's part of the prophecies being fulfilled so it's letting us know that we're getting close
1: <laughs> i would rather characters be doing things intentionally. And sure. the, like I, I'm that we we're, we're going on a long time of the, the the dark one is getting close to the world. so random shit that doesn't like a oh, peddler has died, but like random shit's happening. and it's like, oh no, the hallways are different.
0: It's Hogwarts.
1: you know like'm <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm a little bit um I, I don't know why this matters and so I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that this is all leading to something. But it is so random, and yeah. it, if if it is intentional on the Dark One's part, then that. I don't that, think it is. But, but I know, but like, if it's not intentional and it's just that random shit is happening, that doesn't really affect anything, really. Because mm-hmm. even like even it's like in the this
0: butterfly effect kind of right, like Dark One is no. just sending like ripples out into the 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 ether.
1: <laughs> sure, I yeah. I don't know. That's not what the butterfly effect is, but...
0: um, Yeah, it's you affect one little thing, and then way down the line, it affects uh, uh, some crazy huge thing.
1: Yeah, that's not what this is, though.
0: You never know.
1: No, but that's... But, like, functionally, that's not what's happening here. He's sending out ripples that are changing things instantly. Whereas the butterfly effect would be that you would have to go... He would have to go back to, like... Archer Hawkwing and, like, kill a different person and then everything would be different now.
0: Maybe he has that ability. I don't fucking oh, know. God, I
1: hope there's no time travel in this series. Um, <laughs>
0: that would make things even more bonkers.
1: But, like, the, uh... the... The risk of random shit happening that is not controlled by anybody mm-hmm. is a plot device to have, like, tension that isn't tense because there's nobody involved in it. It just Mm -hmm. sort of happens and then it goes away. And these things kind of just keep on happening and going away. And if it is intentional, then it says that the Dark One is like, oh, what am I going to do today? (laughs) I'm going to change the hallways in the Palace of Gamelin. (laughs) I'm so evil. And Demandred's sitting there like, really? Like, all right. Yeah, you can rearrange the hallways. Like. I
0: don't think it's meant to be like an evil thing, it's meant to be. I think it's meant to be intimidating, right? Like it, having having that much power is is very concerning, right? The Dark One is kind of showing his teeth here. He just like wasted a hundred thousand Trollocs, like no sweat. He didn't. Uh, well, I don't know. No, because Morden,
1: Morden, Morden at Morden the meeting asked equals. who... No, but Morden at the meeting yeah. was asking who put the Trollocs in the ways. And he doesn't know.
0: Yeah, but Rand is like, oh, Ishamael was able to figure out where I am because of the tavirin So it's uh, he thinks Ishamael is dead, but we know that Ishamael is most likely Morden. So Morden would know where Rand is, so R- Morden probably sent them.
1: Maybe. My, maybe my 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 thing with it is that the bubbles of evil have been around since the third book yeah so i'm just kind of like this doesn't feel like an escalation. The bubbles of evil used to feel more evil.
0: They tried to fucking murder. Like the bubbles Matt of Rand evil Perrin, used
1: yeah. to be the mirrors in Rand's bedroom came to life and tried to kill him mm-hmm. as like miniature versions of himself, yeah, which is haven't... fucking rad. And now the bubbles of evil are it's raining and the hallways look different. And like <sighs> yeah. that's less and 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 so like even in these chapters Elaine remarks that the the servants see dead people and are fine with it now. Like it's it's beca- it's They're starting to happen to so much that it's unremarkable. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so the tension of it, I, I think that the idea of the dead coming back to life was really interesting at first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's been no like narrative progression of it mm-hmm. to the point where it has already lost its value in terms of tension and weight in the series. Because I think nothing was done with it. That's
0: why I think it's random, right? the dark one is affecting the world in the ways that he's affecting the world and because mm-hmm. of that there's other random things that are are happening and, and you know what i'm going to i'm going to stick with my idea i like the fact that it's the flicker flicker portal stones all kind of like converging and making like a total mess and tangle of things
1: i like the idea of that like that that's a fun idea if there's anybody who's actively like interacting with it the problem that is,
0: peddler died.
1: The problem for me is that our main <laughs> characters keep interacting with these things, yes. and then they end, and then our main characters just move on and go back to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And none of them seem like a big enough problem that even our characters care about them. They're all just kind of so, like, that's fucking weird, right? Let's move on. Here's the
0: thing. Yeah. Camelon rearranges itself like a fucking labyrinth. Okay. And now there's uh, entrances and exits that people don't know to the outside, to uh, to be on the walls, to get in and out of the castle, that they can't watch, to like follow people. Like, I feel like that could potentially be very dangerous. There could be a fucking underground tunnel that goes straight from Armelia's camp to Camelin and now they wouldn't know about it. Because the Dark One's like, hee 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 like. Sure. I don't know.
1: It, yeah, and, and then like, okay, yeah. The, the, so then uh, Elaine loses because s- r- literal randomness happens.
0: Maybe, maybe, or maybe intentional. There are
1: there there are characters who are doing things to like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I I want, I want, I I just want plot lines to end. Mm -hmm. And the the I think what it is with the bubbles is that they just kind of extend plot lines because it forces our characters to talk about them for a chapter and not do anything. Yeah, yeah. No one is ever interacting with. Literally, when Matt runs into the bubble of evil on the road, Mm -hmm. he stops and watches. And then it ends, and then we have to listen to Val and Luca convince everybody to get back on the road. And it's terrifying,
0: has... right? It, like, but, frightens the shit out of people.
1: But who cares? The what world you know? is terrifying. Yeah, the, they are literally you... already terrified. They're fleeing from an invading army of people who are actively after them, yeah. and they encounter something random that happens, yeah. that goes away, and then they if get you take, back on the road. If
0: you take away, like, hope from people, that's incredibly dangerous. If you frighten them so much that they think that there's no reason to fight, if like wow the dark one just fucking melted a town into the goddamn dirt what what the hell am i gonna do i'm gonna go run away and live out the rest of the months of my life and hopefully pray that nothing happens to me
1: right but because it's random there's no direction that's safe there is no safe harbor there is no there is if if random shit can happen anywhere then nobody's the, safe so, so then so then why stop living your life right like it, it doesn't what
0: I'm not saying they're gonna stop living their life. I'm saying they're not gonna show up for the last battle. They're gonna be like fucking deuces. There's no way that we have a chance against that.
1: Right? The circus. I don't think the circus is gonna be. No, at no, the no. Last no. But you
0: you affect you affect all levels, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it goes deeper than our, our heroes saving the day. It's not. It's I don't think this book is gonna be about the heroes saving the day. I think it has to be everybody coming together to save the day. Whether that's uh, fucking the circus performers or you know the Sanchean army. Uh, Sand, welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you so much. Threads of the pattern are unraveling, thus causing chaos. It's not intentionally being done by the Dark One. Yeah, like it doesn't feel So it's not even being
1: done by the Dark One. It's just random. But but like that's my point, is it's just random shit. Yeah. And it's been random that's shit since book dangerous. three, that, that like doesn't, that our characters don't interact with. They watch and then they get past, and then they kind of forget about well, it. Well,
0: not always, right? It didn't, it started off with like serious threats on their life. Sure. Whether or not that was intentional, like, uh, who the,
1: knows? A, a miasma of evil has never killed anyone that we know. A peddler? A, oh, no, I, that we know. They're, like, like these these That's bubbles not true. of evil.
0: That fog? Oh, no, wait, that was Pad, pad and Fane.
1: Who, I, who died there? Nobody. All of the main characters survive. every interaction. Hundreds of
0: people died there. I don't there. care
1: about random people, though. Right? And this is the problem. When, when the numbers are 10,000 soldiers show up and Elaine goes, 10,000 soldiers isn't enough. That doesn't make a difference then when hundreds of people die i don't care because they're it's not enough to make a difference right yeah and so what what i'm saying is that these the the castle rearranging itself is not it is just another random thing that doesn't affect how our main characters are approaching the situations they're in mm-hmm. it just extends them mm-hmm. it is just more filler that, that is interesting i'm not saying it's not interesting it's yeah. cool yeah. but Elaine can't do anything about it. Elaine can't interact with it. She mm-hmm. just goes, Well, that's fucking weird. Anyway, on to my next meeting. That's literally what happens. And so if if yeah, the yeah. characters involved in these situations are going to keep looking at them as like, well, that's weird. I can't do anything about it and move on.
0: Yeah, at least with the bowl with the weather, you know, they were like, Okay, we gotta get the bowl of winds so that we can like a fix the thing. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. And,
1: and so when they have the goal, mm-hmm. they go do the thing. The, the the miasma of evils have just been around for nine books now mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing they can there's do there's nothing about they them. can do so yeah. they just kind of are like uh eh, another one happened and yeah. every i'm but it
0: does it does succeed in creating in in instilling fear right this people is the a town that is are... being
1: sieged you don't need to instill fear in them they are so, literally under attack
0: okay so they're scared yeah they can't be possibly scared anymore about different things nope nope only one scared allowed <laughs> only one only a single fear like no but i'm
1: saying like it doesn't it doesn't change anybody's situation and so no. so much of the narrative in this. but it breaks book, people it does it doesn't though they're fine well
0: we don't know yet Right? Like you wake up and there's no windows or doors to your room and you're like, okay, well now I'm stuck. That would be horrifying. R- right?
1: But but so far, and the Elaine hallways like, are different. They're worried about what it could possibly mean in the future. But so far, the hallways have changed a yeah, little Yeah, and
0: Elaine is like, oh shit, if this happens again and these are the outcomes... That's really fucking shitty.
1: But can we also talk about the fact that Elaine is like, oh my God, I can't find my room. Must be pregnancy brain. Elaine is two months pregnant.
0: I know. She has
1: been pregnant for like 51 days. Elaine would not be showing. Elaine, like,
0: that was Robert Jordan does not
1: understand pregnancy in the same way that he doesn't understand the cold. Because women do not like get pregnant and then fall off a fucking cliff mentally
0: yeah i i I cause chat correct us if we're wrong, but I think Elaine's pr- maybe two months pregnant uh, uh, Faiyo may, was maybe. kidnapped,
1: yeah. fifty one days ago. yeah. so she's only been pregnant for two months,
0: yeah, oh yeah, around yeah. there, right? And, and yeah, f- suddenly Elaine is incapable,
1: but like Elaine is behaving as if she is eight months pregnant.
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah. she
1: is less she is she ain't even showing because cause doesn't Rand sends. Perrin and Fayil away, mm-hmm. and then goes to Camlyn.
0: Uh, yes. So... I, but don't worry, her but, uh, boobs are very tender. But actually, Elaine
1: is only, like, six weeks pregnant.
0: Is it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So... Um... It's definitely less than two months.
1: Berserker says the timeline of the characters aren't all in sync. That is not true. The well, timelines of the characters s- are all in sync because Crossroads of Twilight made it very clear where everybody is the day. No, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> the day the, of the. Crossroads the Crossroads t- of Twilight t- lines up all of the narratives yeah. around the day that the ten- the, the taint is cleansed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's 90 months pregnant. No.
1: But she's like six <laughs> weeks pregnant.
0: Yeah. you
1: th- there, there are many. There are. M- a lot of women who don't even know they're pregnant until the third uh, the third month.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: There, there are women who make it to nine months and not know. But like, she's been pregnant for like, the only reason she knows she's pregnant is because Min told her so. Yeah. Min had a vision that she's pregnant. Yeah. But she has not pre- been pregnant long enough to be suffering from memory loss. Yeah,
0: if, if she was like, you know, four or five months, I could be like, okay, you know what? Uh, sure, that sure. probably happened. But like, yeah, six weeks, I was like,
1: and her boobs are so tender, so tender, so tender. I was like,
0: "What fucking pregnancy is this?" It's a magic pregnancy. You know, you got the dragon reborn, and you got Elaine. They're too powerful. They're too powerful. Their babies are like Luke
1: and the Leia. The one power, the one power, stops her from getting morning sickness, but her boobs are gonna hurt the They're whole time.
0: Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna be sore. <laughs>
1: I just, I I was like, oh, yeah, Elaine must be, like, nine months pregnant. And then I was thinking about parents 51 knots, and I was like, hey, wait a second. Wait a
0: moment. (laughs) And and here's the thing.
1: Like, Like, Elaine would have missed one period at this point. One. Here's the thing. This is nuts.
0: If, if. If if Robert Jordan holds true to his tendencies, we would know the second she started showing because she would talk about the clothes fitting differently in the middle and getting it tailored and blah, blah, blah. Nope, just the boobs. Don't worry <laughs> just, about it. Just the boobs. She's still snatched, but she's got them big old titties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was my favorite part when they're like, <laughs> she's going to see more swelling. And I was like, yeah, of course she is. She's only six weeks pregnant. She hasn't put on any weight yet. She's going to get massive. What are you talking um, about? She might see more swelling. She's going to get fat. It's going to be beautiful. She's going to be glowing. It's going to be like the most beautiful version of it you could possibly imagine because pregnancy is a gift. But like
0: yeah.
1: some swelling, the girls going up three cup sizes in the next nine months.
0: That would be nice. Unless
1: pregnancy is different in the wheel of time and like it's shorter or something, maybe pre- maybe women are only pregnant for a few weeks. But well, like- the
0: weeks are 10 days, so do the math on that one.
1: Wait, so in (laughs) Randland she's only been pregnant for less than five weeks! True! (laughs) That's true!
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I read this section <laughs> as comedy. And I'll admit, I found it very funny. But I was like, there's no fucking way <laughs> that she's like this fucked up. But
1: the comedy for me is that it seems like Robert Jordan doesn't understand what pregnancy or, is. Like, or like, wife, didn't ask his wife. Like, you no, know, his
0: wife was pregnant one time, and all he remembers is like the last couple months where she, you know, forgot where the cutlery was, cut, was put all the time. And it's like, ah, yes, this whole time. That would, it was like that the
1: whole time. That's just hilarious. It, the, I was, I, I, legit, I had a good cha- chuckle throughout this section. Yeah,
0: yeah. We
1: should talk about some of the meetings that she has. Um, she meets Rianne Corley uh, for the last time, unfortunately, um, who's with Jalari and Kara. Uh, I did not know Supergirl was in this, but excited to see <laughs> Kara uh, there. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: We love Supergirl. Jalari
1: sure. is uh, overcoming Beam Domain. She's working on it. And, uh,. Kara is being being a good little buddy there. I, I appreciated that a lot. I, I thought this scene yeah. uh the I, I enjoyed watching the like detransitioning of um not detransitioning, what's the right word? Like um the rehab. Uh and, and the yeah. it was fun to see a channeler treat another human being like a human being and with empathy. Uh that doesn't happen very often in these books. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, the right. the tenderness that Kara was showing Jalari, I actually thought was really well written.
0: They're making uh, uh, they're actually making some progress with the the Damain and the
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh It's it's slow for sure. Like you have to undo years and years and years of bullshit. But um, I agree. I think it was really nice to see. Um, I think it sets up, l- l- you know, later th- when Rand dies. It's very sad.
1: When Rand dies, Rian. Rianne, oh, Rand. I heard Rand, when and I was like, Cause Olivia kills him?"
0: Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's you know it it's gonna take a lot, but I do I am happy seeing like some kind of progress with it because I was mm-hmm. worried that they would just stay you know um stay sanction forever. Although Olivia, like after four hundred years, was like, "Nah, fuck him," you know. There is there is hope. There is hope.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah.
1: Well, Olivia came out of that collar mad.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Olivia
1: didn't need to be deprogrammed. Olivia got that collar off and was like, who can I murder?
0: Fair enough. Murder?
1: Can I commit murder? Please? Murder. I would like to murder.
0: Murder. And I'm like, Olivia,
1: I approve this message. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A great a great example of our earlier discussion about laws not being ethical. Uh the laws of the Sanchen probably feel very ethical to Tuan, on. Uh, but when Elaine takes the collar off, she immediately goes, hey, that society's bullshit. I'm going to kill them. And I, as a person who doesn't like murder, went, yeah, go ahead. Yes. You deserve it. Um, go for it. Laws are complicated, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into uh, the... They run into a bunch of different people. They also run into Reen Harfer, I who think is think not the same as Rian. And- is it Renee I, I don't fucking care. Rene, Robert Jordan, Renee
0: yeah, Rianne R- and Renee, this uh, being in the same place, at the same time.
1: At least Rianne's dead. Like I don't want her to be dead, but for my sake, having to read those two names in the same paragraph. Thank God. You know what I mean? Uh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So. um mm-hmm. There. Uh, they. The. They one have the, the mercenary captains waiting for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the sildams so. has admitted to seeing the weaves.
0: Yes, but now he's like, collar me, and they're like, no. So that's you know another hurdle. You know, one step forward, two steps back. They're they're, they're working there. on it. We'll yeah. get there. Uh, um, and
1: Elaine is a little bit ice cold about it. Elaine's like, just drop him off in the sanction and then let her be collared. And um, I
0: know. And Renee was like, uh, that's or no, Rianne. Rianne is like, that's uh, that's pretty fucking harsh. And Elaine is like, you know what? I'm pregnant, so I'm gonna think about it, but I don't think I'm gonna change my mind.
1: But this gets into this gets this is what makes the <laughs> earlier combat question weirder is that Elaine is willing to be cutthroat in this but mm-hmm. isn't willing to be cutthroat to save her city mm. and like that because this Elaine I like this Elaine as queen because this is the right thing to do don't kill her send her back to her people to tell the truth if she yeah. if she wants to go be collared and it benefits you you're just giving her what she wants and also striking and blow at your enemy right but in her own yeah. like it's in Andor cold. she is behaving so milk toasty but she's willing to be so cold in this yeah and I don't know where these two versions of this character line up for me because I can't I, place them together
0: I wonder if maybe it's because she feels more strongly about the Sanche and stuff because like Egwene was collared and it feels like too close to home so she gets so she's a little more ruthless regarding it but yeah I, I don't I don't know
1: Guys, you need to stop. Simon Toulouse is adding there's a huge taboo about using the power as a weapon. We've gone through. Like, at this point, <laughs> you can use the power to defend your life. There is a siege out to kill her, and there are ways to beat that siege without actually attacking people with it. Yeah, it doesn't uh, but have just to be as a, defense.
0: a weapon. You can set up defenses. You can set up, like, even, like, traps of some kind. You know, you can hinder the army. You, it, there, there, there's lots of ways to channel without it being a weapon so
1: yes and they yeah. are using gateways for military strategy already yeah. like there's just and she has 200 kin like saying she doesn't have channelers uh sea army says she doesn't have channelers to save her city she has so many <laughs> she has so many people who can channel and yeah. the things the ways to keep ladders from touching the walls would be like the tiniest little spark of wind like it wouldn't even be hard it's not even like mm-hmm. you would need a lot of power you would just need a little bit of wind yeah like the there are there are enough people who can do what needs to be done yeah. to win the day
0: here's the thing we, like we have our ideas on how this like plays out, and there there are people in the chat who agree with us and disagree with us. This would be much better and more clear if we had elaine's p o v thinking about it mm-hmm. uh right, you know, and so that we could really understand why where her line, her arbitrary lines are and and what that means for the kin and the wind finders around her. Like I just wish that it was discussed in this section because for us we're sitting here like, yeah, maybe do something.
1: Uh so. Marco Domenchik says kin windfinders finders are only willing to help with logistics, not fighting. They are literally opening the gateways right now. Like and healing people. And like the, like I I I do not buy And if this is the case, then I think it's that they should all die. It's fucking ridiculous. Elaine? No, 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 the windfinders and the kin. If you are not willing to fight for your own survival because you don't want to stop ladders from touching the wall, I I don't know what to say. Okay, then die. Like, like, what, what do you think is going to happen when they get in there that they're going to leave you alone? Like the 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 lack of self preservation in that statement is so preposterous to me.
0: I mean, I do I do think that the windfinders would be safe. I think Armilla would be. Well, I don't. think I think. Well, actually, no, because Elaine gave land to the windfinders. Armilla
1: is not so... letting a single one of those uh, <laughs> on mere leave.
0: If she can help it, yeah.
1: They d- yeah. with the way they behave, you think they're going to diplomacy their way out of that castle no
0: it's just they're fucking
1: dead it is these people are all dead
0: yeah it is very sad that the all of these channelers would channel in defense of their own life but not the people that are like dying on the walls you know
1: i just it, it just gets the point of like at what point do you stand up for yourself yeah and why are these characters so willing to be to do nothing and why is elaine allowing so many of her subjects to die without even trying and I just am like, I don't, I, I don't, I can't get on board with the waiting. You have the ability to do shit and you're not doing anything. And because you're waiting, you're going, you might lose. Like the mercenaries are leaving you because they're like, yeah. hey, we're all dying for nothing. And you have fucking magic. Help us.
0: And, and like, that's
1: fair. They're right.
0: Unless. Uh, un, un, so we, we talked about this at the White Tower, right? Wayne's sitting there doing nothing and just waiting, and we were but like, what "The d- fuck, she doesn't." Well, but then they they do they ha- turn the chain into Quendalar so that they can like starve out Tarvalon or whatever. So I'm hoping that Elaine has some kind of plan. It doesn't seem like it from this, but well, we've I had I like hope that there's fourteen
1: chapters there. of what's going on. We're we're at like yeah. chapter fourteen of. This. Yeah. If it it weren't for Crossroads of Twilight, I don't think I would have the same position because we wouldn't have been sitting in the siege for so long. Yeah. But it's getting to the point where, like, we keep reading about Elaine going to meetings, talking about what's going on.
2: Yeah.
1: And not actively doing anything. All of the Elaine scenes are just people telling Elaine what's going on that they're doing. Dylan shows up and is like, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been doing. Elaine isn't doing anything. Yeah. And so when we read about the people dying... Mm -hmm. And, and then we go to... Elaine goes to a bunch of meetings where she doesn't really move any oh, so of these plots along. The win- I'm like, Elaine is getting people killed.
0: The windfinders should want Elaine to win above everything else because they get a square mile of Camelin out of it.
1: And they only get it from her. Yeah, they don't get Armel it from anyone outside fucking... those walls.
0: Yeah. No, they should be... Like, they, they should be at the forefront
1: <laughs> brian eddie thank you for that super chat <laughs> thank you
0: for the super chat brian
1: <laughs> the reason no one stopped the ladders is because they knew the invading force would just turn to using fireworks to blow man-sized holes in the walls
0: true you know no, what that's, that's fair funny. that's fair uh <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, it, i just it's, it's i'm only i'm only like uh, upset about it because we don't get we don't get our character's rationale for it
1: yeah, yeah. Right? You know, we get a lot of their POV, but not why. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, Repatron does that a lot. It's a yeah. lot of like, this is what I'm doing. Why are you doing it? Urgh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Why does Perrin do anything? I don't know.
0: <laughs> he's grumpy. Yeah. He's, he's grumpy. <laughs> it's um, fine. He doesn't like his beard. It's very itchy.
1: I also think that I, I wouldn't mind the Andor siege so much if there wasn't also a Tarvalon siege. So there's two sieges where nothing is happening at the same time. Yeah. And like, none of our characters are actively... Doing anything in either of them. Yeah. They're just kind of waiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Elaine uh, has the mercenaries waiting for her. Um, and she yeah. finds out that uh, Malar decided to go hang out with them. And same with Sarietha and.
1: Karianne?
0: Yes. The the two sus Isidai. one or both of them killed Adelis, right? Adelius? Yes. Adelis. Uh, and Bending and sister. So, so Elaine is like super sus that that specific group of people are down there with the mercenaries. Um, as well she should be. I kind of think that they're both guilty now. carrie and Saritha. I, I think they're both fucking or well, guilty. I think they're
1: suspicious of each other and they won't leave each other alone because they're both trying to figure out the other one.
0: Well, but here's the thing, right? Uh, the mercenaries had to have some kind of connection uh, with Armilla but also inside Camelon to get, me- like, to... to break their word with Elaine and, like, s- s- turn tail on Armilla. That doesn't necessarily... Or turn tail on Elaine. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's any of those people in that room, but the fact that all those people in that room are also sus makes them all... You know, it, it-, it makes it the whole situation suspicious.
1: I agree with that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, uh, So... And yeah. so, um, we run into the Windfinders again. Uh, they are like, give us Marilola, la, 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 la. And, uh... Fucking okay, Elaine Al- is like, I, I, I still don't know where she is. So good luck with that. And they're like, well, we're going to go to the swan. And Elaine's like, I don't care. All right. I just fucking get wet. out of my way.
0: Yeah. And then uh, and then she's like, hey, uh, your clothes are wet. And Elaine uh, screams very loud. Yeah,
1: she full on is like, like ah! <laughs> and everyone's like.
0: Everyone's like.
1: Ah, she's pregnant. Don't worry about it.
0: Pregnant. Pregnant. Pregnant.
1: She also snaps at Reen, And Reen's like. That's fine. She's pregnant. Pregnant.
0: It's fine. She's
1: like not pregnant though.
0: She's, yeah, like six weeks pregnant. We'll go with six weeks.
1: Okay. But given, given the like relative time period, right. Okay. And like the way that health works back then, everybody in this castle buys that Min had a vision that Elaine is currently pregnant in a way that no one should believe it. Right. Because the I don't think the majority of people would know that channelers don't have morning sickness. And so Elaine would be going around being like, "Guys, I'm pregnant," and her maids would be like, "She hasn't thrown up once in the first six weeks of pregnancy. That's like the number one thing. She seems fine. She eats everything. Fine. Not everyone gets
0: morning sickness, though.
1: Not the majority of people do. But but at least not everyone.
0: Right, like the, the. I know,
1: but I'm saying like if
0: if if my queen was like I'm pregnant, I wouldn't be like no, you're not, you haven't thrown up.
1: Well, like, oh no, 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 I'm not saying that people would say no to her. I'm just saying that like everyone is like super committed to this being 100 percent the truth.
0: The queen based says on, it's the truth. Th- based on queen, almost yeah.
1: Men drunkenly telling the girls that it is the truth while they were fucking hammered because they were trying not to feel Elaine's orgasms.
0: I do love that that is the situation. Like
1: the, this whole, all of this pregnancy stuff comes down to Elaine told them so mm-hmm. while she was fucking hammered on Usque.
0: Yeah.
1: And everyone, and the entire, like the entirety of Camelin knows about it. Who, like, <laughs> if I was any of these maids, I'd be like, who told us that? Oh, this drunk girl we've never met before.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the, wise, the source. The wise oh, okay. is also like, we're like, yeah, you're pregnant. So, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No the that, that counts
1: yeah, for yeah. something.
0: But yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Uh, anyways,
1: I just, I, it just is funny to me that they're they're all so committed to it. And Min was like, Min's gonna have, Elaine's gonna have two kids, and everyone's like, oh, and Min's like, no, I mean like right now, like
0: right right now, the
1: orgasm that Rand is currently having is going to turn into two babies. Do you guys feel that? It's crazy. Wow.
0: Oh my god. I mean, I guess Brigitte is very intent that she's pregnant too, and you don't fuck with Brigitte.
1: <laughs> I just, I can you imagine being those girls in that moment, and Min's like, wow. she's getting knocked up right now. That, like, good feeling and all of our tingly bits together.
0: I love that the guards don't even listen to Elaine anymore.
1: Like, yeah, Elaine's yeah,
0: yeah. guards, like, do not listen to her. It makes me fucking chuckle. Anyways. So,
1: we get to chapter 15, a different skill. Um, they
0: change clothes.
1: This is. They're wet. And then while they're half dressed, Avienda starts to um, exhibit the ability to just touch a tarangrail and be like, "I know what this does." New
0: talent. New talent. Let's go. <laughs>
1: this comes uh, so fucking far out of left field that I was kind of like, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
0: Kind of. I wish. I, I, I wish. And maybe we did, and I just forgot about it. But I wish we'd had some kind of inkling. In there's
1: probably there's probably when they pick them up. On a reread, there's probably something.
0: Probably. But that seems so far back ago that um I don't remember, and so apologies. But yeah, it did feel kind of like, oh, has also got a talent in case you were worried that our main character did not have a talent.
1: I, I feel like um I feel like this was <laughs> one of those things where Robert Jordan was like, I don't want to spend time having them learn how to do this. We're just gonna we're just gonna jump over. Yeah. Anyone figuring out what these turongrails are and Avenda is just going to be able to do it cuz like I don't I I don't care enough to like go through the work of making this make sense. It's just going to one day even though she has touched many turongrails before this point, Aviand is going to be able to pick up a turongrail and like get very specific about what it does. Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. didn't touch the red rod and I'm very disappointed.
0: Why? Why it's did you not touch the red to know. rod? Guys, red rod, I want a detailed description. But anyways, uh, Albion div- discovers an iPod and a Kindle, um, among some other things. So that that was kind of cool. You know, they, they now have an iPod.
1: <laughs> they, they do have an iPod. Um, they have, uh, like, uh, uh, a, a slinky of d- torture.
0: A slinky? Yeah.
1: It's, like, oh. black and has, like, a springy bit, and you hit people with it, and it can do different amounts of damage.
0: Um, um, uh, there's also a helmet that she thinks controls the thing, and I imagine it controls one of the flying things from the Age of Legends.
1: Oh, a show-wing? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, whatever that was. Do you think the
1: show-wings are, um...
0: I hope they find ...references to Wayne's World? I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it. (laughs) Show-wing.
1: Um, Nerdy, did you catch the Robert Jordan Tarangreal?
0: Boobs? No. I did not see the boobs Tarangreal. Was it
1: the book one? I think it was the book one, right?
0: The library. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Kindle. It's like looks like him, the beard.
0: Oh, yeah. I see, I see. I don't know what he looks like actually. Oh, I found it. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense.
1: Um, and so th- is that
0: Matt's hat? I think that's Matt's hat.
1: Um, literally, right? Yeah. Uh, I I did like that. Uh, Elaine has a <laughs> dagger that means the dark one can't see her.
0: Yeah, which, that's useful. Not really. What do you mean?
1: We know where she is. We do. (laughs) The dark... Everybody... Like, nobody... Dortmann I mean, Millar is right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I mean it is it is useful for for planning tactics in the future, right? You give it to like Matt to run a secret something. Oh, or give other.
1: it to anybody else. The, yeah, the person yeah. who's the captain of her guard is fucking a dark friend.
0: Yeah, no. The, he Avian does.
1: is like, you need this to protect you. And I was reading it, I was like, she kinda she needs a lot more than that. Girl. I mean,
0: maybe the dark one can like scry on her and like listen in on like meetings. So it might oh, like, maybe. prevent yeah, yeah. that. I have to pee. All right, bye. Bye.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, like, Aviana put such a, like, huge emphasis on this dagger. And I was like, of all the people who could potentially use this, the character who's going to stay in one spot as, for the foreseeable future, uh, I don't know that it's the most helpful. But um, we'll, we'll see. Um... Uh, Sean says so many things so far in this book are Jordan flipping a switch and suddenly plots are moving Tuon's family suddenly murdered glad now in charge of the white clothes, etc. It's nice. Stuff's happening. I-, I agree with that, Sean. It's nice that stuff is happening. I wish that it was. I-, I think that what I'm feeling right now is that stuff is happening that isn't active on the part of our characters making decisions. And so it all feels really cheap. The the Galad thing less so because I think that Galad is the one thing. Um Galad is the one storyline so far in this book where the character who it is his point of view actively does a thing. And there are consequences that work out in his favor because of his active decision to take steps to accomplish something. And I think that what I'm feeling about the rest of the book right now is that there is a struggle between <clears throat> um our characters being very inactive and the book doing a lot of things that aren't choices by anybody. There's a lot of random, um, there's a lot of random plot movement forward, but it's not on, it's not in the interest of our characters' actions. Um, anu says, you do seem to have a hangup on if the characters aren't doing stuff, things happening are cheap. Yeah, I I, I do. Um Characters, uh, like narrative, uh, <clears throat> being told that things are happening is not interesting, as not as interesting as being shown things happening.
0: Arzu, thanks for the gifted membership. I was waiting for you to get Sorry, back to say Sorry, yeah. It. Oh Arzu,
1: God. thank you for 10 gifted memberships. I thought you'd want to be here for that. Thank you so much. Wow,
0: well, yeah, thank you.
1: Adanu, <clears throat> uh, do you think natural disasters are cheap? I think that natural disasters in books are interesting in the aftermath, but are not interesting while they're happening. Because, because... unless
0: our characters can do something about yes. it, uh, it's it's just another thing that they have to, like, deal with a- the aftermath of or, or later.
1: What's interesting about natural disaster writing is how did they survive in the space afterwards? What choices did they make after the natural disaster to... Survive and get to their house, or get to their kids, or or, you know what I mean. The the actual disaster itself is an inciting incident because nobody did it, nobody chose it. It doesn't it doesn't like mean anything to anybody because it is random and randomness is meaningless, right? Yeah, I think meaning comes from 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 intention.
0: Yeah, I think it's fun to read. I think that there's interesting ways to use it, and that it's cool. But I'm not invested in it. Yes. Right and and I get invested in the characters and their decisions that they make, um and so th- that's that's my favorite part of reading. Yes, uh, that's not going to be everybody's favorite part. You know, I think that um there's certain aspects of this book that probably work a lot better for other people just because of how they enjoy storytelling and content and what they find interesting. And that's that's fine.
1: Yeah, I I think um I I think the risk of that though is you end up with narrative that you can't that that, that, that it doesn't matter to anybody mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. I, and my problem with the with the unraveling of the pattern is that it has become such a commonplace thing to our characters that they don't care anymore and like they don't give a shit and so why should They're i like give a shit,
0: shit it's happening again
1: like if the dead people are walking the streets and they don't care people are just kind of like oh that's fucking god i wish that would stop and that is, the, that is the amount of care that is being put into the, the characters' intentions. So I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. If they're not scared, I'm not scared. You know what I mean? And the yeah, I, I do. I think that the the first half of this book is cheap. I think there's a lot of cheap plot progression in this. I think Avienda suddenly being able to tell f- us what Terangrils do is cheap. I, I think that it could be in the service of something good depending on what they do with it. But immediately after we find out about her having this ability that could actually help us move the plot forward, two characters show up and say, Avienda, you're leaving this plot now. We're going to go do something else. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what. We're just leaving. And so suddenly I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Like, Rather than learn information about Avienda's new ability and then get to see what the consequences of that are and how they play out, we learn that Avienda has this ability. And now Avienda is gone. She's off the board again. Yeah. To who, To where? Who knows? She can do the tarangrial stuff. That seems like it's really important in the place where all the tarangrials are being kept. But we're going to pull Avienda away from that storyline to to some, something. I, I don't know. And so from, yeah. for me, like, I'm like, none of these plot lines are ending. And now Avienda is also on another plot line.
0: I hope that that plot line, though, comes around to Rand. Like, hope that Avienda, like, spends more time with Rand. Like, because, she. I mean, I guess... I guess the person who spent the least time with Rand is actually Elaine, which is unfortunate. But you know, like Min Min has had her turn for mm-hmm. for a while now. You know, they they got to keep rotating in in fairness because like Elaine got to fuck him once. Granted, she got pregnant from it, but like you know, mm-hmm. she's barely seen her the love of her life. <laughs> but here's the thing: Avian and Elaine love have have a love, so it's it's there as long as they're together. it's There's
1: fine. no there the, the the romances in this book are 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 they're silly. Nine Even Lands is pretty good. We'll get to that. But.
0: I don't think romance is Robert Jordan's strong suit. That's why he didn't write romance novels. <laughs> yes. You know, that's that's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, Elaine
1: doesn't even really think about Rand that much anymore. Like she just her...
0: gets mad at him about the babies.
1: I, I, I said, know. Fuck
0: Rand that... for getting me pregnant. Should have had some fucking tea first.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's birth <laughs> control tea in this world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantasy trope that's pretty common so yeah
1: yeah and so I, I I do I do think that there yeah I think there is a there is a lot of cheap kind of narrative in this book I think that Perrin being like god I would love to forkroot that whole lake if only we had a teammate who happened to be farming all of the fork root in the country and had that in a barn ready to go <laughs> And then this woman's like, yeah, I've been farming all of the fork root in the country and it's in this barn ready to go. And also, no, your ice and I farm. found a piece of paper in Masima's t- trailer that happens to give him permission to do anything anywhere in the Sajid territory. So you're allowed to ask for this thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah that's <laughs> I, it's it's lucky that all of this was just lined up for Perrin to like just walk up and ask for it. right?" Yeah. But but like that's it, right? There's there's there 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 is some like, don't worry about it. We have five thousand pounds of fork root here.
2: Yeah. We're don't good worry to
1: about go. It. that is it's a little bit cheap narratively, right? And writing wise, it is it is cheap to kind of and that's the problem with Tavirin and as a whole, is that Tavirin is an inherently cheap narrative tactic that you can have the books do whatever you want because you have a thing that makes random shit happen.
0: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad.
1: Oh, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, right. Like it's just it's just easy to use it as a reason that things happen.
1: I mean, there are a lot of cheap narrative tra- tactics that a lot of um, that a lot of things use. Right, prophecy is a very cheap tactic oh these characters are all doing this because they believe the words of some woman in the woods like that is a cheap narrative tactic that allows for storytelling the problem is that while we're getting a lot of the cheap parts we're not getting the resolutions and so the what what matters about using a cheap narrative tactic is how people respond to it and how it changes their characters and where they go from there right
0: I don't know Prophecy in and of itself is necessarily a cheap tactic because I think that there's there's so much that you can play with there narratively of how they interpret it, what them what what changes about it because they hear it or because they decide not to act on it. Like there's there's a lot of things around a prophecy that the characters can choose to have influence their life or their, but their being.
1: But that's that. But that's that's what I just said. Prophecies are cheap. Right, You can write a prophecy to say whatever you want.
0: But a prophecy is just what, an inciting incident.
1: Right. But some inciting incidents are character-driven. And they're a lot harder to do because you have to write why characters started a fight. But if you can write, you two characters have to fight eventually. Then your inciting incident doesn't require any setup. It is just like Harry Potter starts off with a very cheap narrative tactic. This baby is going to fight this dark wizard and is the only person who can kill him. Mm-hmm. That is a really cheap narrative setup in terms of the amount of effort that you have to put into setting up why these two characters hate each other. What Harry does along the journey from there is not cheap. Like all of that stuff is the the narrative. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, Lord of the Rings doesn't have a very cheap narrative setup, right? Right the 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 inciting incident doesn't end until frodo makes the decision to take the ring to mordor that's where the story really starts the inciting incident of him getting the ring and it getting there but, okay, but frodo, frodo
0: doesn't even mean to say what he says but Fro- so is that cheap then? Frodo
1: isn't destined to be the person to take the ring to Mordor by like some. Gandalf life,
0: is literally like, well, thing you were meant to have it, and therefore Bilbo was meant to have it, and Gollum was meant to have it.
1: But like, that isn't a prophecy. That is how go- that is Gandalf's perspective on the situation. He okay. believes that because he believes in the fate of the universe, mm-hmm. which is different than this character said that there would be a boy born on this day in the Shire, and that boy will carry the ring into the mountain. And so all of these characters fall into place around him because the character in the woods said so Mm -hmm. whereas Frodo stands up at the meeting Mm -hmm. and he goes I will take it I'll take it to to Mordor yeah and because of his conviction he convinces the people around that table it's not that Gandalf goes and you all have to go too because this is the prophecy boy Mm -hmm. who's going to have to take it if they look in Frodo's eyes and those characters in the moment just make the character decision to follow him Mm -hmm. and give him my sword my bow my axe Th- those are the two different things. What mm. you do with cheap narrative tactics, almost all books have cheap narrative tactics. That's not like a downside.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, think, does. I think
1: that
0: like, I, I think that it's how you use it that makes it like cheap or not. I don't think it's inherently cheap to have somebody like say something th- to uh, affect, because well, what if it's not even a real prophecy? Oh I, yeah, somebody fucking said this.
1: I think we're just using the words differently. I'm talking about purely from like a writing structure standpoint, mm-hmm. not from a like good or bad standpoint. Okay. I'm saying that like cheap is like I'm not saying cheap in that it is bad. I'm saying cheap in that you don't have to do the work narratively to explain how it starts. Right. You can just write it in and go with it. Whereas like I think that you're thinking that I'm saying that because prophecies are a cheap narrative tactic that they're bad. I don't think that I think that there are great ways to use prophecies. But the initial prophecy is a very cheap thing for a writer to be able to use as a inciting incident. Okay. Th- th- those aren't. Th- you can have great prophecies, yeah. And I think that there are wonderful prophecies, right? Mm-hmm. I think that there are, but but even in the best use of them, mm-hmm. they are still using a cheap narrative tactic. Okay. Sort of like like rogues uh, rogues who became a rogue because their parents died when they were young. Like, that is a cheap narrative starting device. What you do with that character from there makes them either very fucking tropey or very interesting. Yeah. But my parents died, so I became a thief in the streets because I was an orphan. Is like a really cheap starting point because everybody already understands how it works. Yeah. And you don't have to, like, set up that character in any way. You're, you're yeah. starting off with something that people are like, oh, I get what that is. And what do you do with that to make it interesting?
0: Right. Okay. As
1: opposed to no, I had great parents. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. We were just kind of middle class. I worked a lot of jobs, and then I became a thief one day. Oh, why? Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's a less cheap way to get to a rogue character because you're not using the trope that that you're not using this ingrained idea.
0: Right. Right. Um, Jeffrey, uh, welcome to the nerd table. And albino, welcome to the nerd table. Yenargs, we appreciate it.
1: Elmandude says, God does just resurrect Gandalf and put him in a forest just in time to give Merry and Pippin a tree army. Fair. Yes. But he doesn't give them a tree army. The trees are trying to... But this is my point. The trees... Gandalf doesn't go, hi, Merry and Pippin. Here are some trees. They're going to fight with you. He goes, trees, don't kill Merry and Pippin. And then Pippin has to use his brain to get... Mary has to use his brain. Fuck, I can always... Mary has to use his brain and his actions to get those trees to fight. Mm-hmm. He is the one who says, "Put me in danger. I think it's better if we go south. If we go right to Isengard, and I'll sneak away from him from there."
0: Well, actually, no. P- P- Pippin does actually give the tactic to go closer to Isengard, but Merry is the one who is arguing at the, be- the like when they're in the meeting and trying to convince them. So they both play their own part.
1: But but but, that, but that's my point.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
1: The cheap version is that Gandalf just tells them to do it. Sure. The, the not cheap version God is that puts him the there. say yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the characters have to convince them. These yeah, that's fair. this book is missing that. It's missing the like Elaine has to convince people to work for her. She's not. She's like, we had an agreement that happened off page. You're gonna honor it or you're gonna leave me. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, they leave her <laughs> because they're like, no, fuck that. We don't give a shit about you. You're not behaving in a way that makes us want to fight for you.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where like Wheel of Time specifically has set up that the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. And that's not just a thing that people believe. It's We're told truth. that it's fact. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that does affect a lot of the plot and our characters' like narratives moving forward. And it all kind of comes down to the the weave and, and Tavirin. Um which, yeah, is not the most like um character driven of decisions. But I do think that it aid like I think it's a really interesting idea of how this world functions, and 100%. so you know yeah. yeah you you take this and then you use it in a way that is that that is interesting and doesn't just rely on it. I, I think that that makes for a really cool world and and stories.
1: Um, and, and here's what I'll say: when Wheel of Time, when Robert Jordan is using character devices mm-hmm. to tell complicated character stuff. I think he is a better writer than when he uses the cheap stuff. Right?
2: Yeah, I think he's, he's good at actually it. Like,
1: a, but I think yeah. he is not very good at write, at using tropes. Yeah. I think his tropes are bad. And I think his complicated characters are brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is that usually it's the other way around. Usually people can passively use the like cheap stuff. And, and it's it's yeah, yeah. making it more complicated that's hard. But actually, with Ron Jordan, it's the flip side where like he uses cheap stuff in a way that like kind of is almost grating to me. But when he gets complicated, it's fucking great. The Rand Luce Theron relationship is not tropey at all. No, it's, it's incredible. fucking crazy and yeah. it is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. On the flip side, Avienda has a superpower and now she's leaving, is like, oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And so it's just, it's a weird, the balance in these books is off. And I think that that's what kind of creates the slog mm-hmm. in the books before this. And it's what creates the, like, the first half of the reading each week right now that is kind of boring. And then the second half of the reading each week right now, which is always exciting. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're flip-flopping. The, the balance of these chapters is in this weird place where, like, the 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 meetings that Elaine has don't seem to be leading to the climax of this series of chapters mm-hmm. in any real way, other than, like, the mercenaries aren't going to fight for her anymore. But it's just kind of like meetings. And then we cut to Rand, and then this explosive battle happens yeah. that is random. It's it's not really... We don't know who he's fighting. It's not really about anything. It's not about his goals in any way. Yeah. It's just 100,000 Strollics randomly show up in the woods, Right. And, like, it's a great battle. It's so well-written. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But it's it's not in service of any... Like, there's nothing going on. Rand has mm-hmm. been sitting in at this mansion for, like, six weeks doing nothing, right? He's waiting for a message from the Sonshin that yeah. we... That there's no dramatic tension in because we know that they don't have Tuan anyway. So, yeah. like, we're just kind of sitting with Rand as he's sitting around waiting for something to happen. And then 100,000 Trollocs show up. He wins. Boom! It's really cool and it's great. And, like, I don't know where the next plot line goes, but, like...
0: Well, well, we'll find out we, when we look at the but, next chapter. But then we go to Lan,
1: and Lan is like, I'm fucking leaving to go by, be by myself in the blight for a bit. And you're like, what does that have to do with any of the other stuff that's going on? Like, we'll get
0: there. We'll get there. You know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. Um, I think we move on to the next chapter, or this is going to be a four-hour book club. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I'm down for it to be a four-hour book club, because this was great. Like, there's great reading this week. 100%. There's just also not great reading this week.
0: And see I, I don't know I enjoyed reading the Elaine stuff was I like as invested in it no but like I wasn't I I wasn't frustrated with it like I I definitely um I definitely enjoyed what's going on with Elaine even though like you said like the 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 narrative of it is just kind of oh, another meeting, another meeting. But I just, I, I've liked Elaine so much up until this point that I'm like, I just want her to be queen.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Please, <laughs> please. Um, but uh, yeah, we get to the next chapter, the new follower. Yeah. Yep.
1: We've kind of talked about this. Um, I feel like we can skip this. They, 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 they meet with the mercenaries. The mercenaries are like, we want more money or we're going to leave. And Elaine is like, no, you're going to... Hold your agreement and then the mercenaries leave and Brigitte's like, they're they're not. They're gonna Yeah Yeah,
0: quit. <laughs> yeah we're fucked. Um Hey, guess
1: what? you 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 did not accomplish anything in that yes. meeting, Elaine. Congrats, you fucked up.
0: Also, the Aes Sedai continue to try and bully these like mercenaries. Because
1: <laughs> that, that tactic always works.
0: Yeah, they're like, Hey, the Aes Sedai are here, so oh this is God. where you should be too. And the mercenaries are like No.
1: Yeah, because the mercenaries are like, yeah, because there's shit going on in the White Tower. And the fucking ice and I are like, we're going to gaslight you. And the mercenaries are like, we're not fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Tarvalon isn't that far but away. But this is why
0: I think both carrie and Saritha are fucking sus. Because they make the situation worse. And I think that they do it on purpose.
1: I don't think they make the situation worse. I think Elaine never does anything right in this conversation.
0: Well, no, I think that they're I think trying she to gets like, bully and gaslight the mercenary people. It's like, the same
1: tactic Elaine is using.
0: Well, not really. Uh, Elaine is like, "Hey, you promised us. We're gonna give you what we promised because that's what we agreed on."
1: And, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Right. She's not like, "I'm nice to die." Mm-hmm. Whereas Saritha and Carrie Anne kind of are, right? They're just like.
1: But here's but but the problem with this is Elaine isn't presenting them like I, I'm on the mercenary side. Elaine is not presenting them with an a, a possible end to this. Yeah, but Elaine also Elaine, is
0: like, I handled that poorly.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm glad that she said that. Yeah. Because she did, right? You have these men who are coming to you and being like, hey, like, we're just kind of dying repeatedly for what? And Elaine's like, yeah. I I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know when this is going to end. I have no plan. It's and tough- so if I was those mercenaries, I'd be like, girl, like... We are not going to fight here for the for the next ten years. Like what are we doing?
0: It's tough because you know, it, with mercenaries, they, it's the idea of like if you give an inch, they'll try and take a mile, mm-hmm. right. And so she doesn't want to budge on it. Which I understand completely, but, like, maybe having, like, a win incentive or, or something, like...
1: they do, There is a win incentive. If they win, they get paid more. Like, that is that is brought up in the chapter.
0: Right, right. I just, yeah. There, there was definitely a better way to handle this, which Elaine acknowledges, but she can't really, like, give them anything else because they will just ask for more and more and more and more and more.
1: Oh, I'm not saying give them more money. Mm-hmm. I'm saying convince them that you have a plan that can win. Like if the mercenaries,
0: I have a plan. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm not saying give them anything. I'm saying, or I'm saying give them something. I'm just saying, I'm not saying give them more gold. I'm saying motivation, give them a reason to believe that they might win. Yeah. yeah. And even Elaine is like, no, we're just going to keep doing this. And I'm like, this isn't working. (laughs) What you're doing isn't working. If you're those mercenaries, you're, you have to convince them that you have like a strategy involved. Right, like, like what's yeah. going on with the Siege of Tarvalon is, like, Egwene is, like, first of all, Egwene has, like, uh, her people. And granted, Gareth Bryan is more closely tied to um, Egwene. And he, the army follows him because of his reputation. And I think that mm-hmm. Elaine needs someone like that. I understand why Elaine in these chapters is like, I need Gareth Bryan, I wish he was here.
2: Yeah.
1: Because nobody knows who the fuck Brigitte is. She's never fought a battle anyone knows the name of. Like, she's not, she doesn't have any reputation, so why would anyone follow her?
0: Well, actually, I don't know. I feel like people are pretty sus. Her name is Brigitte, like, I, hmm. But
1: nobody knows her, right? Whereas, like, if Gareth Bryan was there, people are like, oh, yeah, Gareth Bryan wins battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was in that meeting with the mercenaries, I'd be like, hi, what, we're, we're just dying. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Having gold means nothing if my company's gone and I can't have a job next year.
2: Yeah. So, like,
1: either pay us more to die for you for nothing or tell us that like there's a that, that, we're, that there's a plan mm-hmm. but th- Elaine Threads the needle in the middle and goes you're going to keep doing this over and over and over again and also I don't know what the fuck is uh, we're just going to keep doing this for now yeah. and the mercenaries are like well you didn't give us anything like you didn't even convince us that you think you're going to win and yeah. I think that th- there's a way for her to win this meeting by doing that and she doesn't like she and I and I don't know what she's trying to do
0: yeah and like, she doesn't seem to have a plan but she does, we do meet a character who's supposed to follow what's-his-face. Uh, Mally just says, so I wonder if he oh, would wait, follow
1: Gawain. Everyone would follow Gawain.
0: That's why I'm saying Gawain needs to show up. Like, that That would make me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would I would like Gawain to show up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that the idea that Elaine and Gawain are so closely tied to one another, like, they need each other to succeed, I think is really interesting. Um, so I, I hope that Gowan shows up, but I don't know if he will. Uh, Athera
1: says, uh, I think they were more concerned with gold than concerned about the strategy from our middle conversation. I think they were already set on taking the higher gold offer. I, I, I the, because they got to this point, they are right. But I think that Elaine, because the, the meeting starts with the mercenaries saying, Hey, we're losing a lot of people. And I think that if they felt like they were in a situation where they were on the winning side, they would be less convinced to take the gold. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they don't think they're on the winning side. And even Brigitte says that, right? Like, mercenaries do not want to be on the losing side when they lose. Yeah. They would rather turn coat and or have that reputation than lose because they're dead. Yeah. Like, yes, they. I, I see people saying they have a contract. They have a contract, but I, I don't care what my contract says. I'm not dying for you for nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, my contract's not worth anything if my entire squad and myself are dead and unable to claim it. So, like, you have to convince people to be on your side. Yeah. And Elaine isn't doing that. Brigitte certainly isn't doing that. And, the, you know, the, the, the military structure of this is falling apart. And so, yeah, a week from now, Elaine's maybe fucked unless Deus Ex Machina happens. Go in. I would hate that. If he rides in at the exact right time. If he gets there before it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But if he rides in, like...
0: At the dawn of the fifth day... <laughs>
1: When we haven't even seen how he even knows she's under attack, like...
0: Uh, look, they have been there for weeks, right? Armilla has been marching towards Elaine for weeks. There's no way, with how fast rumors fly in Randland. You're telling me every other rumor would fly around, but the one that uh, Elaine is defending Camelon would never make it to Tarvalon? But please, Gawain
1: please. is like a, th- a month ride away. So? So, like, he would have had to have started riding three weeks ago.
0: Traveling, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know that. There's just no way that Gawain's not aware of what's going on.
1: Persoon says, "What if it's Galad and the White Cloaks, though? The White Cloaks are like on the other side of the mountains. They're That's, even further away. They
0: are pretty. They're not about far, to go through a gateway." Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just um, I I yeah, I I I don't feel for Elaine here. Like she fucked up and she didn't. She didn't really do anything to win this I- interaction. Well, and she, she just says, kind of was like, "I'm not giving you more money, and please go keep dying." I don't have a plan. I don't really have anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I She's like, oh,
0: I, uh, "I I handled that poorly," and Brigitte's like, ah.
1: <laughs> "But good news, Dylans here now."
0: <laughs> that, we didn't talk about the dude who's gonna go follow Doylan do- Millar.
1: Oh, I thought that was after the story. No, was it's like before... the
0: most unremarkable man who's a thief. Like and it's like, No, I'm I'm innocent. And they're like, We found like hundreds and hundreds of, of cut purses and that Oh, I it's... just picked them up off the ground, I swear.
1: I also love that she's like, Yeah, we found purses that um have the poems that were written on purses only twenty years ago and never since. Yeah, yeah So yeah, they yeah. must be from the
0: <laughs> Yeah. About the like I the, the, the IEL War or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta love him. No, I love was, this dude.
0: It was very funny. I feel um, bad
1: for him. He's gonna be killed.
0: Pro- probably yeah
1: he's like a non spawn gray man i do I, I i agree with that i the get that. most
0: like milk toast boring unremarkable character
1: uh in the map room elaine is like what's up dylan how things go down south and dylan's like well they're not gonna follow you but they would follow me uh, but i said no so they're just gonna stay there and then the kids show up and they're like well we got this because we're teenagers and uh, elaine's like you fucking idiots Get the fuck out of my sight, you dumb little shits. Coming I mean, in, in here with your 14-year-old ass trying to think that you know what's going on in the world. They're
0: annoying as fuck. Also, I love that... Um, Kate, Caitlin? What's her name? I have no idea. the uh, I love that she's, like, obsessed with Avienda. Mm-hmm. She's like, where's Avienda? Gone where? What do you mean?
1: Wait, Avienda just left the plot? Oh, okay.
0: Like, I get it. I'm also obsessed with Avienda, so I, I understand.
1: Get I do understand it. Um, but... Yeah, I was definitely hoping Dylan was. Uh, I, I was hoping this Dylan thing was going to bring um, change, um, and the Dylan is like, "No, we're in the same spot." And you're like, "Oh, okay, cool."
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. and then Elaine's like, "I wish the Borderlanders were closer.
0: That would be nice."
1: But they're not, so we're we're kind of in the same spot.
0: Yes, I hope that there's a plan. And so, yeah, there's a cool map room. The, the map room is really cool.
1: Why have a ballroom with no balls? Um,
0: (laughs) Where is she? Yeah, literally.
1: uh, But yeah, no, it is interesting. I I like the idea that people are more behind Dylan than they are behind Elaine. Obviously, Robin kind of ruined the Tricand name. Um, But yeah, this chapter was mostly to say that, like, nobody's moved and we're in the same spot.
0: Yeah, yep. And well, and I think that that's, is murdered that
1: well, and yeah, m- that's my problem with these chapters, right, is that a lot of these meetings are like no, 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 things are things are the same,
0: same, yeah. um, but
1: no, ran murdered, that's uh sad, yeah, smothered with the power.
0: There's a bunch of people who have just been like, i here's the weirdest part about this. A bunch of the kin have just been disappearing, and people are like, oh, yeah, no, they're just running away." And this time the murderer was like the murderer was like fuck they're not getting it, <laughs> so they were so aggressive mm-hmm. and like left all these clues to make sure that people know that like there's a murderer among them. And I was like, I was like, I, I it's it's unfortunate that they had to like get so upset that they weren't being noticed that they just like took it out on Rianne.
1: Do you think that it's do you think that it's a serial killer or do you think it's like a dark friend?
0: I think it's Saritha and Carrie Anne. But why? Fear. If the kin are like, we're here and we're being murdered and picked off one by one, bye. We're not safe here.
1: I feel like that's less valuable than being close to Elaine. What? Long term.
0: Oh yeah, but Saritha and Kariana are close to Elaine.
1: They're just scaring off
0: people that are not on their side.
1: No, no, but I'm saying like, if the narrative is that the kin keep running away and you keep killing them, then you are doing your job, right? You're like thinning out Elaine's power. Yeah. But to be like, no, I want you to be looking for a killer, puts them in a more risky position that could, like, ruin their proximity to Elaine, which is valuable.
0: I guess Rianne is just, like, pretty powerful. So they had, like, they, they had to have known that Rianne wouldn't, like, run away. So they they kind of had to resort to, like, straight-up murder.
1: I honestly, I wish, because we see a little bit of Vandine in these chapters. Um, We see Deen, she's wearing Adelius's clothes. Like, it's pretty sad. um, But... I wish she's not okay. I wish this. I wish we just focused more on that. Like the the murder mystery element of this is interesting, except for the fact that the writing isn't interested in it, mm-hmm. right? Like that there's there is a search for a Sedai murderer going on in this castle, and it gets like a couple of sentences every like eighty chapters of book. Yeah, and I just I would love just Vandyne's point of view as she's trying to suss out who the murderer is. Mm-hmm. Like I. There, there are active things going on in this palace. Elaine just isn't the one doing them. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird that she's the point of view that we're getting. Because there are other people who are actually... Like, we keep getting people coming up being like, we're trying to deprogram the the things. And it's kind of going, okay, we're trying to find a murder. And it's, we're, it's moving along. And we keep getting told that, uh-huh. that other people are doing things. And I think that that's where my, like... I feel distance from the narrative right now because... We're just watching a character be told what other people are actively doing. Right. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: From, from the moment we watch Brigitte fight on the battlements to, yeah, we're going to go research uh, who killed Rianne. Yeah. You uh, go, go to another meeting, yeah, Alain. But
0: yeah. well, we get to see our, our Mila.
1: We change POVs. Yeah. And guess what? We change away from Elaine's POV. Things get more interesting immediately. <laughs>
0: Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, Armilla is uh, basically just uh, going to turn the mercenaries, pretty much. <laughs> She's like convinced yeah, of her victory. And you know what? Fair. I would be as well.
1: Yeah. It's going to go well in one week's time, which is probably somewhere in the middle of Gathering Storm. With the, way to, with the way the timeline of these books is moving, a week is probably like chapter 20 of Gathering Storm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aramela is the worst. Aramela is like straight up like.
0: I'm really hoping. The worst. I'm honestly really hoping that uh, based off of this like weird dinner scene. Mm-hmm. What's her face? So, okay. So there's the, there's the senile man who's uh, the rapey dude who's uh, the head of the house. But his niece becomes head of the house if he dies. Yes. I'm hoping he accidentally dies. She becomes head of the house, and then she turns on Armilla because Armila be doesn't think anything of her, right? She's like, oh, this stupid idiot always like looks so spaced out. And then for a moment, she's like very tuned into what's happening, and then she's like, oh, it must be my imagination. And I'm like, or is it, though? <laughs> or is it? Um... Cause yeah, I don't think anyone be, would be upset if when, whatever his face is. Uh, just, oh no, I uh, would
1: be. I would dead be over the moon if that character was murdered. Yeah, I would be thrilled. Yep. I would. I would, I would love it so 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 much. Because yep. then things would happen. Uh, chapter eighteen news for the dragon guys. We get to Rand. The book gets Nathan. better.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: I just the guys. The protagonist of the series is back, and what happens? The book immediately is awesome for like the next three mm-hmm. chapters. It is crazy how when you focus Two. on the character well,
0: sorry, no. yeah. who
1: is at the center of the story, <laughs> the story's more interesting.
0: It is. We got it only some takes four
1: hundred and twelve pages to get to the fucking protagonist of the series in this novel,
0: guys. We got some good shit. Literally four hundred pages.
1: Literally no four hundred twelve pages in in the Kindle version. Yeah. For and me I to get in, there.
0: In mine, it's for, yeah.
1: Oh my God. And then fucking all of it's great. Loyal is sitting at the table giving Rand shit because Rand won't fucking spill the beans on what's going on with him and what what happened because Rand is like trying to be humble and, and not trying to like gas himself up. It's great. This scene is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great because it shows both of their characters. It show like it, it really dives into who these two men are and the interaction between them. It yeah. gets a little bit ruined because Swain is there, but um, other than that, the the scene is so fucking good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Uh, we get a little bit from everybody. You know, we get a little bit uh, of Nine even here. We get a little bit of Kat Swain. We get uh, uh, Logan comes in at this in this chapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 some cool shit happening, and I love to see it.
1: Yeah, um, we are reminded, Clarus and I had both completely forgotten, because we read Winter's Heart forever ago, and let's be honest, Rand has barely, you know, we read Winter's Heart in December, yeah, 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 and Rand has not been in the book since. Mm-hmm. He was in a little bit of Cat Swain's POV in Crossroads of Twilight, but Rand is like thinking about the dude he ran into in Shadar LaGoth, and I was like, who the fuck did Rand run into in Shadar LaGoth? I had yeah. completely forgotten. Totally forgotten. There's like a weird, that Moradin was there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm, I'm and Moradin he helped him
1: fight Samael. Morden Their helped him bail fire some ale. Right?
0: I think it's Morden.
1: It is Morden, because he's using the true power there, right? Yeah. It has to be Morden. It has to Morden be. helped Rand fight some ale. Yeah. But why? Don't know. Don't know. Um no idea. But we'll get to it. Um uh, Rand yeah. is lost in thought. He's just like not really paying attention. Uh and everybody is sick because. <laughs> The the servants don't want to throw out food even if it's rotting. So they're just eating it and getting sick. And then the Aes Sedai are healing them, which is a goddamn nightmare. But, like, I I, what I appreciated about it was we've had all of this conversation about how the food is going bad for, Mm -hmm. like, a book and a half. And this was the first time where I felt like it was affecting characters' choices. And I was like, this was really interesting. Yeah. The the constant talk of the weevils is getting a little bit, like, my, my brain goes numb about it. Yeah. But, like, this was an actual, like, hey... This is what is literally the problem with the food going bad and what happens, what the side effects of that are. Yeah. And I really appreciated Robert Jordan focusing in on that for a second because we've had two and a half books of them talking about the food all going bad. Yeah. And with the like never ending summer before that and the food all going bad, there should be almost no food in Randland. Like there literally should be almost nothing to eat anywhere.
0: Times are tough. I am I wonder if, you know, I wonder how much the Sanction brought with them. I feel like the Sanction controlled lands are probably okay. I don't know what their well, used weather be. was like, but... Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I feel, no I, I'm sure the, the Dark One touching the world affected Sanction as well. I don't think it just affected Randling.
0: Uh, no, I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but, yeah. None of the Sanction have talked about the, the weather, really, so. um, But, uh, yeah, Loghain shows up. Is this where he... No. We find out later that Loghain knows about the prophecy. Prophecy. Min's vision. Yeah. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting. Rand is like Rand is this where Rand talks about the the bonding of the Sedai? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <sighs> Awkward.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Um, so Loghain walks in. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, yo, uh, went to Andor, things are pretty okay, uh, nothing's changed there, um.
0: Well, Tame has his, like, inner circle, um, you know, he's, like,
1: yeah.
0: recruiting more and more dark friends, like, Loghain is, like, super, super fucking sus, and Rand is not sus enough.
1: <laughs> I think he is, Rand doesn't like Tame, Rand just knows that there's nothing he can do about it right now. Yeah. He should. He should go like slit his throat to sleep. But... I don't
0: know. They kind of argue like how bad it is.
1: Kind of, yeah. But
0: but, but yeah, I was like, I, I definitely thought the way that it was written that Rand overheard that Tame sent the dark friends to try and murder him.
1: Yeah. S-s-s-
0: but he's not acting like he did hear that. So No, I think
1: I I, I disagree. I think that really? Rand is going, yeah, no, Tame's fucking evil. I cannot go fight him right now. There's fifty Ashman there who will stand with him. So he's like, go he sends Loghain in to sneak as many Ashman who aren't fully in Tame's pocket out of there and move them around the country so that Tame cannot like indoctrinate them. But yeah. Rand can't like Rand does not have the ability to go fight Tame right now. Yeah. He can't fight well, that. Yeah, I va- mean, he does. We'll <laughs> see that. Rand is the fucking. there Theron is the greatest Chandler of all fucking time. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Varon is also like, hey, uh, the last battle's close. Mm-hmm. Guess Tame's gonna have to wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's fair, right? Like, what Rand has, what like ten mm-hmm. channelers with him, and Tame has fifty. What is he gonna do? He, you're not gonna win that fight.
0: Yeah, and how, you can't like pull everybody out of the tower without Tane being like suspicious, obviously. Yeah,
1: and so he has Loghain move enough people around. I, I feel, I feel like that, I, I, that, that totally made sense to me. Because what's he gonna do? Like,
0: yeah, I think the only thing he can do in this situation is kind of like show up, and you know, win over like the loyalties of people. But that takes time that Rand doesn't have.
1: But if he shows up, Tane might try and kill him maybe like he he, if he shows up and tries to sway loyalty away from tame that might cause a fight as well that he doesn't know that he can win right now
0: uh not i i don't mean from like Tame's inner circle but there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are not in Tame's inner circle who are just like they're learning so i feel like they're kind of fair game yeah
1: yeah it just starts a fight that i don't think he's ready to have right yeah um yeah I, i i don't know it, it, it's tough. It's tough because uh, it is an excuse to have Rand not do anything, which isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an excuse that I I buy enough of. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't... But I think Rand knows Tame's evil. I just think that he's just not willing. I guess. And, and honestly, like, <laughs> that's the story of also, all of our characters. They're not willing to do anything. The only yeah. reason Rand ends up in a fight in the next chapter is because they it brought it to him. him. Yeah. Like, it's not like Rand is... Well, Rand, Rand is, the taint and then has been sitting in a manor for a book and a half. Because
0: Rand is worried about starting more fights. Right? We learned that the a- Aelfin told him that he has to unite everybody. Uh, yeah, the to, West to win. and the
1: South and the North and the East must be united as one, and then those two things also have to be united as one in order to win.
0: Yeah. So, I... so he's
1: like, maybe the Sanction can have the South and the West.
0: For the yeah, for the moment, we'll just we'll give it to them. So, which is cheap.
1: That's ch- that's a cheap narrative device. Our character is going to do, uh, is going to not act because the elfin told him a prophecy. It, it's but just a cheap narrative device. He's, He's not. He's
0: meeting with the sanction.
1: But, but. He, yeah.
0: He's trying to unite everybody as opposed to like burning it out to the ground.
1: To have a truce. yeah, yeah.
0: Because uh, here's the thing, Rand might have, might Rand might have taken up very different tactics without this information.
1: Sure, but that's why it's a cheap narrative device is because it is just these characters told him he had to do this. And so he's behaving this way because of what these mad super magic extra dimensional characters said. That is what a cheap narrative device is. Yeah, like not
0: like bad. but No, no,
1: I'm not saying bad. I'm saying that it is a cheap like instead of Rand having to use his life experience and his advisors and make a decision. He doesn't have to do that because the magic fairy people from the other dimension told him. Yeah. That's that, that that's a cheap narrative device. It allows for the, the, the plot to move along at the speed the writer wants it to without having to have character motivations explain why things are happening. Yeah, Rand has no character motivation to work with the Sanchen. He has a prophecy from the Eophant that tell him he has to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. And so that's why he's behaving the way that he is. It's not coming from him. It's coming from this outside source that isn't a person. It's just... Me- Magic fairy people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that,
1: that's, it, it's just a cheap narrative device that has led to an interesting conversation between him and Cat Swain, where Cat Swain is like, no, it's wrong to work with them. Like, the interesting part of the cheap narrative device is how people respond. Yeah. And Cat Swain pushing back is the interesting part, right? Yeah.
0: And also, like, the fact that he has to, like, bind the nine moons. And so he is going to fall for this trap I I believe it has to be some kind of trap because we know Siroth doesn't have the daughter of the nine moons so that's very confusing but they've like been but he's like he he thinks that he has to meet with them because they said daughter of the nine moons and he's like oh yeah now I know what this is it's very confusing
1: but this is the problem with prophecy yeah is that what what does Rand want to do Mm -hmm. I have no idea Rand is currently trying to satisfy prophecies because he thinks that that is going to help him win Tarmengaden. But in doing so, he's not bolstering support in the countries that he currently controls. Mm -hmm. Like the prophecies are pulling him away from things that might actually help him have an army at Tarmengaden. But he is letting all of the countries that he rules kind of fall apart a little bit in order to try and satisfy prophecies that he's not even actively trying to satisfy. He's sitting in a manor somewhere so worried about prophecy that he is not acting. Well,
0: he's also worried about channeling. He can't fucking channel without falling over. <laughs>
1: but but that's why this chapter, that's why these chapters are so interesting to me, yeah. is because yes, the the prophecies using prophecies in narrative is a cheap storytelling device. Yeah. But what Robert Jordan has done with that cheap storytelling device that is very interesting and is very cool is that he has essentially hamstrung his protagonist. To, and and like I I wish that there was more narrative progression. Obviously, I keep saying that, but he has hamstrung his narrative uh, his. Pro, protagonist into this point where he's sitting saying, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I can't I can't move in this direction or else I might not satisfy this prophecy. I can't move in this direction without maybe not satisfying this prophecy. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here and talk about it and hope that something will come to me.
0: Well, and and he is waiting to hear back about the meeting with the Sanction, right? Because sure, Bashir the character... shows up and is like, okay, so we're, you are going to meet them. You're going to do it here. You know, like he mm-hmm. is... He, yes, he is sitting there waiting, but he but that's because plans are in motion, and he's waiting to hear back about the daughter of the Nine Moons.
1: But this is a character who can teleport. Yeah. So, like for him but to he spend, he can't
0: one, show up. He's no, no, but he to can cheer. go do
1: other things. He can have other goals. But
0: he can't Rand without like falling over.
1: Get over it. Fall over every what once do you mean? in a while. I'm saying that like Rand has the ability to be handling multiple things at once, mm-hmm. and he is allowing. But I am waiting now. for the Sanction message to come back, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to sit here until that happens.
0: But he, he can't channel without getting sick, and the next time he channels, Luce Theron literally seizes it from him. But
1: he doesn't know that.
0: No, but he's worried about it. Luz Theron has sure, tried sure, sure, multiple sure. times.
1: I, I like these chapters. I'm not saying these chapters are bad. I'm saying that it is interesting that Ryan feels so hamstrung and stuck, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, he... It's interesting because he has the ability to go do other things.
0: Yeah, but he can't.
1: Like, if, if there wasn't for teleportation, him yeah. being stuck in this manor house is less interesting because, yeah, of course he's stuck there. It would be a month's ride. The message wouldn't be able to get back to him. Right,
0: right, right. It's What's interesting, interesting is that Rand has can't. the
1: ability to go do other things. Yeah. He's just not because he is so worried about prophecy. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. the weight of the prophecy is wearing him down so much that he's sitting in this manor house not doing things that he could go do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's interesting storytelling to me. There is a, there is a lot of like character, and we see that in the way that he talks about his accomplishments with Loyal.
0: And I think it puts an importance like his. It really it really highlights his importance on the Sanction thing because. Imagine, you know, somebody teleports them to go deal with another small thing, but that, that something goes wrong there or whatever, and then he's not there when he gets the word back from the Sanction. Like, yeah. he's, he's like, waiting because he's putting this at, like, the top of his priority list.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's, it is it is interesting. It's, it's just, it's a little unfortunate that it is, that we know that that meeting can't like, we, we have no, too much... No, I think much. it's
0: interesting. I'm like, what what the fuck is this meeting going to be?
1: It will be interesting when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reading Rand waiting for a meeting that isn't going to be what he thinks it's going to be... Yeah. ...is a little bit like, because I'm ahead of him, mm-hmm. the whole time he's talking about the meeting with Asanshan, I'm like, just show me the meeting. Like, like I, I don't care. I know that Su not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I would like to get to it. And we 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 were not getting to things. Yeah, we yeah. are still talking about this meeting with the that was the end of the last book. Yeah, that was five hundred pages ago, <laughs> where they were sent to set up a meeting with the right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: so I'm at a point. I'm just at a point with these books where I will get more excited when we get to the things that we keep talking about doing. Yeah, but I'm. They're set up. Like I feel fully set up for all of our plots. I did not need more setup. And Knife of Daggers, I, I felt fully set up at the end of the last book. Mm-hmm. And the Knife of Daggers was like, no, 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 don't worry. We're going to get to it. There's 450 pages of more set first though. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, on, on a page count level, I'm past, I am past like forgiveness for Robert Jordan here. I am like, there are two full novels in this book so far to continue to set up the plot lines that were already set up in the last book. And so I'm just at a point where I'm like, I will be invested when you get there. I like the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think there's a lot here that I love. But I also think that like you you did, the you, you set it up. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. can happen. And and then there's chapters where things do happen. Yeah. But the, the, sometimes those are about random other plot lines that like, like I, 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 I'm I I'm ready. I, I am when... fully invested in f- file getting saved. But like yes. if I have to read another chapter about tying fucking knots into yeah. a rope, I'm kind of done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm done with the setup. I'm 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 just trying to like fucking get past it yeah. Yeah. so that we I'm can ready. do something. I'm ready,
0: Robert Jordan. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we find out that uh, the some some O'Gear show up. What? And uh, Loyal is like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. And Ketsui is like, ah yes, your mom. You probably shouldn't keep her waiting. Loyal's like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, so we get to chapter nineteen, ba, ba,
1: ba, ba, the ba, uh, ba, 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 vows. Mm hmm, mm hmm.
0: Um, which we reacted to. You can go watch our reaction to it if you're a member or on Patreon. Uh, I am
1: so surprised that this did not win over chapter twenty. I blew. Thank you for paying for us to do this one instead of chapter twenty, or mm-hmm. both. We did both, um, but. Uh, yeah, this is, like, one of the best chapters in the series. Yeah. It is. It's just, this is one of, it's not, it's not Emmons Field good. That is still my favorite chapter. <laughs> um It's not quite Do My's Wells, but it, I, this might be, like, third behind Do My's Wells and The Battle of Emmons Field.
0: Yeah, yeah. In well, terms uh, of, like, individual yeah. chapters. There's, there's been some really good ones. Yeah, this is definitely top five, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: This is. Um
0: Thank you, Blue, for sponsoring this one.
1: Ember, I says, marriage and of your culture is once again serving. Yes.
0: Wow. It all. All of it is. All of it fucking is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. My yeah. mom and your mom decided we should get married. Hi.
1: Well, that's that's real world cultures though.
0: I still hate it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Like we're not fans, but but to, I, I want to be clear, like. If that is your culture.
0: (laughs) Hey, I said top five. Cleansing is up there. Cleansing is up there.
1: There are cultures where arranged marriages are still a thing. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm, um, I don't know how to even be like, I don't even know. I I hate the idea of it. I hate it. But I am not, admittedly not the most family oriented person. Uh Uh-huh. I love my family very much.
0: Look, the idea of arranged marriages is to pump out babies, not to uh, give people a happy life.
1: Yeah, it's one of those weird things where like arranged marriage is is very much a thing like this like two moms will get together and decide their kids are going to get married that makes me physically uncomfortable
0: because it's real. But
1: I also like know people in arranged marriages who are really happy, and I would never want them to think that I look down on them. Like it, it's that thing of like the if
0: they're happy, the yeah.
1: institution. I don't like the institution. I have nothing against the individuals who participate in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah, like, it's just, yeah. Loyal
0: literally says in the moment, oh, wow, I wish someone would ask me. Right? Loyal has zero say in this. And that, that that's unfortunate. It's mm-hmm. lo- it's a good thing that he likes Aerith and that he does want to marry her, but nobody asks him. Literally, he's you... the
1: only person not talking in the scene. Yeah. And that makes it weirder. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the, the two moms decided and then Aerith has a say in it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, Aerith, do you feel ready? And she's like, you know what? I do. I do. My, my weaving is going really well. I'm yeah. taking on an apprentice. I'm ready to get married. And then I'm like, oh, and then they're going to be like, Loyal, do you feel ready? And they just don't ask him. That's what makes the scene weird, yes. is that they give yes. Aerith a say in it, that, that that her opinion matters and his doesn't. Is where the scene got weird for me. Yeah. It's still very funny. The 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 ear hardening is so fucking weird. It's very Ferangi. <laughs> I said that in the reaction.
0: It's very funny. I I loved it. Um, um the,
1: them mm. nosing each other. Like there's a lot of like funny stuff here, but the the thing that like kind of darkens it is her getting to be like, I'm ready for this. And Loyal being like, it's like hi, you're... I'm here too. Yeah.
0: Also. Hi, the other half of this marriage.
1: What kind of saves it at the end for me is that Aerith is. Not like his mom,
0: and tries to like control Loyal,
1: and she if, if she's Loyal like...
0: is very support or Erith is very supportive of Loyal, mm-hmm. and so you know I do think that they're gonna be happy together. I do think it's nice that Loyal also likes Erith, but like it's still weird. No one fucking asks him. <laughs> like yeah.
1: Michael L says, "This is where I disagree on both of them. It is a fantasy race of creatures in a fantasy series. I couldn't possibly make a value judgment on it. Just because it's
0: fantasy doesn't so you, mean you can take consent away. From do you think
1: people. that like consent doesn't exist for other races?
0: Yeah. Do you think like elves
1: don't need to have consent in their culture?
0: Here's the thing at the at the level of sentience, I'll be like
1: right. you talk about consent, and I'll be
0: uh, yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. I get to talk about consent. Um, the level, like, the, it, it, I don't know. It's." It's not like they're like pets or like dogs or like less sentient or less aware of their situation. Like consent is is should should be should be a right for all things of sentience. (laughs) So I don't really know why them like being a different species or race like uh, has anything to do with uh, like. Whether or not they should be able to consent to how their life is going to play out, right? Um, Borgs do not have consent in their culture because the Borgs are bad. I don't know if you know this, but the Borgs are the bad guys. Uh, they kind of suck uh, historically. You know, if you take Star Trek to be h- historical, and you know, that, that's on you. <laughs> I do consent to talk about. Con- uh, I consent to talking about consent because I think it's really important right I, I it does make me sad that loyal has absolutely no say and no agency in this moment and he feels it even though i think he's going to be happy with aerith and i think that aerith is a good choice for him the fact that he has absolutely no say whatsoever it, it it's still a, it's still unfortunate and um these books have a lot of that going on right robert jordan tried to write about a world that is matriarchal instead of patriarchal, right? Where his mom and her mom made the decision for him. It's still unfortunate. (laughs) Like where it's coming from. if, if If the decision is not between the two people that it involves, then I think it is unfortunate um well
1: and he actively doesn't want to get married right like he is he's been saying for multiple books that he does not want this to happen
0: yeah and like if here's the thing he he does want to marry Aerith, but not yet mm-hmm. and he knows if he says no in this situation that everyone in everyone involved is going to be personally affronted yeah. and he may never get the chance to make it right with her and so you know he puts her above himself uh, which is why I love Loyal. You know, Loyal is a wonderful, wonderful character um, that I wish we had more of in these books. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just because that they're Ogier doesn't mean that their consent isn't as important as it is to the humans. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they get married.
1: And then we find out that Rand is just <laughs> fucking inept at protecting his own compound. <laughs> because 100,000 Trollocs show up and they have no warning. Mm-hmm. How do you not have fucking scouts, Rand? How do you not have wards? How do you not have a ward saying there's Spawn coming, like, a mile Honestly, out of your...
0: Moraine, well, actually, she doesn't know how, so I didn't worry. Never mind. But I was like, Moraine has wards to alert against, like, Shadowspawn. So As Moraine
1: teaches Rand those wards. Oh, books does ago. he? ago.
0: I don't remember that. And there's
1: nothing... The only reason they find out the Shadow Spawn are coming is because Loyal's like, hey, there's t- Trollocs! Tra- 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 and I'm like, you didn't have scouts? A hundred thousand do you know how fucking much a hundred thousand is? Yeah, yeah. That's miles of people. You would hear them long before they're in the trees. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck how how did they get this close without you knowing?
0: It's a great question. Loyal literally looks outside and is like, oh, Trollocs.
1: Like you should have had two days' notice literally you should have like
0: you should have someone watching the way gates
1: well yeah that but also (laughs) like you should
0: have eyes on them (laughs) like
1: i i was like rand you don't have scouts like you don't have people watching the perimeter god damn dude
0: yeah yeah he did feel them but he felt them in the same moment everybody else did when they were already at the front door like they were already they were already there
1: in rand's defense the Trollocs did not have a tell (laughs) you
0: know what fair fair enough did not have a tell which is unfortunate um
1: Ildram says Ketswain felt them around the same time loyal spotted them here's the thing it's a hundred thousand you should see them coming a week away <laughs> like
0: maybe not that much
1: maybe not that much but like but at least a have, day he
0: does have Saldans there you know, they, I know. Could, they they could be patrolling um but no they show up they're here to... <laughs> they show up
1: at the edge of the property. It's like, oh, fuck. Let's get to it.
0: They're here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And there's no bubble gum uh, in, uh, for Shadowspawn. Um, it makes them explode. So uh, they're just here to kick ass. But they don't.
1: God, do they ever not. Guys, holy shit. I
0: think, what, it's 20 Saldeans that die and 100,000 Trollocs. Uh... This, is,
1: this is where the power creep of the series... You feel it! a little bit silly in that how inept are the Forsaken? Like, how bad are they at channeling?
0: What do you mean? The Forsaken aren't there.
1: No, no, no. Okay, so my point is throughout this whole series, Rand has been able to put up a decent fight with Forsaken in that he's killed them every time he's interacted with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Luce Theron shows us what an Age of Legends channeler can do and he fucking kills a hundred thousand Trollocs. Not single-handedly, but like... A good chunk. Yeah, and so my question is like, wh- why are the why are the why was Robin so incapable of fighting with him? And and this goes back to I think I said this in like book three of like why do the Age of Legends channelers feel so bad at channeling? It, they should have all of this knowledge. Yeah, they Robin... should have this insane amount of knowledge about uh, channeling, and then like Ra- like they fight them. Pre- Brand fights them like to a standstill at the worst and beats them, they should not lose. Like, they should have destroyed Ked Swain's team at Shadar Lagoth. They have 3,000 well, years of knowledge. Robin
0: technically won against Rand. It was Nynaeve that saved them, right?
1: He distracted, Rob. she distracted Robin for momentarily. Yeah,
0: because Rand was losing. Rand was d- almost dead.
1: He was almost a wolf.
0: Well, th- that's what I mean. I- I- I'm not I'm not uh, completely disagreeing with you. I do agree that Luce Theron shows up and is like, but bam bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh, I feel like the Forsaken might know these weaves, but I guess not.
1: The Forsaken? I just... It, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Um.
0: Maybe they know different weaves. They- or maybe they're not powerful. Like, Rand is the most powerful, although Loghain is able to imitate... So mm-hmm. it stands to reason that, yeah, the Forsaken would be powerful enough for these weaves as well.
1: The Forsaken just sort of feel like silly characters to be villains at this point to me because they don't really do anything. They don't interact with the plot all that often. I was they're, hoping... they're, they kind of like pop in and out randomly and get their asses kicked when they do. Yeah,
0: I was hoping there would be one here. That, like,
1: that be interesting. put up
0: a good fight, but then didn't realize that Loghain was also there and the other channelers, you know, showed up to try to take Rand on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, like, there was too many. And maybe they did. Maybe they did see all the weaving and were like, ah, shit. And, like, ran away. But, like, maybe we get a semi perspective in, like, a couple chapters. It's like, yeah, no, I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I just, I like, other than, like, Lanfear and... I guess it's Shamiel a little bit. The, the Forsaken just aren't very compelling villains. They're just kind of goofy. And I wish they weren't.
0: I don't know if I consider them goofy, but I don't think that they're the greatest villains. You know, I, I think... Yeah, yeah. I
1: find them yeah. kind of... I The way that they like posture in their fucking like gardens, their fake gardens because they miss the old days. I just find them kind of goofy when they get together. They're a little. They're they're so they're petty so and fucking
0: like rich and entitled.
1: Yeah, they're just kind of like rich elites who think that they're really good at shit and they're not. And so they just always. I like, think that's the parody. Scene,
0: I think the Forsaken are Elon Musk.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but they're they're more like Elon Musk than they are like an actual than than actual evil to me, because yeah. they're gonna get their asses kicked. Like they don't they don't come across as competent.
0: Yeah, Twitter is about to defeat Robin.
1: It feels like the Forsaken should have showed up and fucked shit up from the beginning, and they've never fucked anything up. Except, like, off-panel, where we learned that, like, the Domani are maybe under Grindel's control, but also, like, are they? I don't even know what the... F- Remember when <laughs> she was controlling that whole country, and that, like, didn't lead to anything forever ago? And now Rand's trying to install someone in Eredomen, but, like...
2: Yeah. I don't know
1: what the fuck happened with the Grindel eredomen storyline from literal forever ago. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, it, Luce Theron takes over and he's suddenly able to do these weaves that are so fucking, they're so much bigger than anything we've seen before, mm-hmm. which would make sense if we hadn't spent time with so many characters who are from his timeline, mm-hmm. who should know the same things he knows.
0: It's true. It did come as a bit of a surprise that like Luce Theron has all these like things pulled out of his pocket that we mm-hmm. didn't see at like the cleansing of the taint or something like that.
1: He is burning 30 yard patches, six six at a time. Like blossoms he, of he is, fire! Oh I my think? God! The the death gates, the finger arrow fire things. Eh.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited power. Rotating gateways.
1: Like the Forsaken, the Twelve Forsaken should not need armies. They should be—if they can do these weaves, they should be fine on their own. Why do they need fucking anybody else? Samale should be popping into Matt's camp and just throwing some death gateways and popping out. Like the the Forsaken. If the Forsaken actually want to win, they're fucking terrible at it. They have access to crazy shit, because, and they're not using any of it
0: because they all like. And here's the thing, the Dark One thinks that, you know, dissent among his followers makes them, you know, do worse and worse things, climb over, to climb over one another for more power, but it actually, I think, hinders way more than it helps, because no one fucking trusts one another, Nobody is like, I'm gonna take a step forward here in case somebody interprets it this way, and then they do something here, like, everyone's just kind of, like, at, like, a, they're all, they're all playing Twister, and they're all wrapped around one another, and they're all like, I, I should move my right hand. But if I do that, I'm going to, like, knock over Samael, and then Samael's going to kick Grandol in the face, and then no one's having a good time. But
1: they've been in life-or-death fights before and yeah. not used this crazy shit. That's the power creep I'm talking about. I mean... Where, like, the Forsaken have only used abilities that were a, a little bit ahead of where Rand is throughout the whole series. The
0: Forsaken can't really use the death gates. I Why agree. not? Well, because the, when the Trollocs go through, they die. But if people go through, they just go through. Right, it murders shadow spawn when they go through. Yeah, it could displace no, armies. No, when it
1: opens and closes, it kills everyone it touches. Look, even if it displaces people, even if it displaces people, you still have chainsaws of death chewing through the foreign army and yeah. displacing the foreign army to who the fuck knows where. No,
0: I think that's Just have them go to fair. fucking the
1: cold land of the Sanchen and you're, the, the entire enemy army freezes to death. Send them to Shara. I think I'm Nobody a little bit frustrated that the magic in this world, that there's so many cool things that people can do with it and i think my frustration is that nobody ever does anything cool with the magic until like scenes like this but like mm-hmm. there's all these like crazy magical possibilities but the like actual battle is so mundane between good and evil they're yeah. usually just running at each other and like poking each other with swords and i'm like th- these characters should be po- and it's the same problem i have with like late series harry potter where especially the movies where they're just shooting black and spell, white smoke spell, at each spell, other spell,
0: spell, spell yeah. so i'm like
1: you have magic and you're using it to do like Everyone's like, "Oh, I've got Balefire," and I'm like, "You can rotating chainsaw of death the battlefield."
0: And here's, I think that the Forsaken's selfishness is their ultimate downfall. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't want more to be the Nipples. They want to be the Nipples, so they want to maneuver themselves into the best position of power before they start like winning things because yeah, yeah. it looks better on them. And it's so fucking complicated and petty, which is why I think it's like interesting and it's going to be the downfall. Right? But it, yeah, mm-hmm. they it, it it makes them incompetent in a lot of ways. Right. Because yeah. they're just too busy squabbling with one another. I
1: hope Morden shows that he isn't. Because I, I need a I need a villain that I give a shit about, and I don't really have one right now. I don't really care about any of the villains.
0: I wish Paden Fane was more prevalent.
1: But I I don't know that Paden Fane is still a thing after Shadar Lagoth is dead.
0: That we don't know.
1: You know what I mean? Like, no the, idea. Patton Fain is great. I love him. I, I like Aleda. The the villains that I like aren't on the dark one side, <laughs> which is what's weird about it. Yeah. The villains I actually find interesting because the Forsaken feel like they have been written to allow Rand to get to the final book, as opposed to ever using their full power.
2: Yeah.
1: And that that in you know, a like trilogy, it happens. Whatever. But in a 14-book series, by book 11, the Forsaken are still kind of like, we're the silly gooses who are going to poke and prod at you, but we're never going to actually try very hard to win. And I'm like, well, if you're not going to try that hard to win, I'm not going to give a shit.
0: Yeah, because they want to they wanna be at the top before the winning happens.
1: Um, I do love this, though. I, so Luce Theron takes the power. Don't know what the fuck that means, really. I'm so excited to find out. Because it was yeah. rad. Like, you guys saw the reaction. I lost it. This is like, Fabu <laughs> says the first second, like, Jesse James and Meowth. Yes. That is that is exactly what I'm feeling, Fabu. They are yeah. the silly, goofy goobers. And I need Giovanni. Because I need the actual villain of the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Yeah, Rand starts destroying shit. And Loghain looks over and is like, Oh, shit. And he starts destroying shit, too. His is a little bit smaller. A little
0: bit smaller. A little bit Don't smaller. worry. Don't
1: worry. He's a little insecure about it, but it's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, smaller. Yeah, it's fine. And they just churn and churn and churn. And Rand is like, Loghain, or uh, Luce, put out the fires. Put out the fires, Luce and Luce there and does not listen. So he's, okay put out the fucking fires. My brain is not touching my hands.
0: <laughs> my brain is not touching my hands. <laughs> okay,
1: the only part of this, because I, I reread it, right, before at book club. The part of this that made me laugh so hard on the reread Mm -hmm. is all I could picture when Luce Theron is like, I can't move my hands, is Ricky Bobby. In the interview scenes from Talladega Nights, where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. What what do I do with my hands? And so suddenly I pictured in my head, Luce Theron-Rand combo as Will Ferrell just murdering Trollocs while like randomly his hands are being like, Oh
0: Oh my God. (laughs)
1: And I've it's Rand. never
0: seen it, but uh, and guess what, they win. Yeah,
1: they lose twenty days Like fuck, what a f- goddamn.
0: Yeah, I, I, although Rand is like, we still lost people. Like you know, every every victory still has its cost, which is why I think nah. he wants to unite people. No. Nah. Oh
1: please! When you kill a hundred thousand Trollocs and you lose twenty, you did. You barely oh, lost. You it's fucking a victory,
0: which he acknowledges. <laughs>
1: the, it is an oh, It is a victory so overwhelming in odds. Yes. Ah man, we lost twenty people to a hundred thousand Trollocs.
0: That's pretty oh. wild. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty wild. They almost didn't win though. Just in terms of like proximity, you know, if if. If Loghain hadn't showed up, they probably would have been fucked. But
1: maybe yeah. who knows? Oh no, no, for sure. But they killed a hundred thousand Trollocs. They've had they've had much worse odds, and they've lost a lot worse in the Here's past. Here's
0: the thing: I feel like the final battle needs to be like ten million Trollocs at
1: doesn't this make point. Any sense? It though.
0: doesn't make any sense. But if you can waste a hundred thousand on a whatever whim, how many? Mi- how many are there? Thirty-six. Well, and I don't do myself, like I'm just like the num- What the, the fuck is the last battle? The
1: numbers, and this is this is where like we the conversation with Forkroot started, where I was like, the numbers are starting to get a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna poison a whole lake. There's a hundred thousand Trollocs in this battle. Like I'm I'm starting to be like, oh, we're cre- we're creeping up into like anime. It's
0: getting big. Yeah, yeah. and like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. we have. Th- Three book, three and a half books left? Mm-hmm. What the, f- what? what's fucking left? That's if what I mean. Rand and the game can almost single-handedly turn through 100,000 Trollocs, what the fuck is- That's what
0: I mean. It has to be like 10,000, 10 million Trollocs. Like, it, like the, the, for the scale of it to work, like if this is just like a, yeah, ooh, nothing, whatever, then the last battle has to be fucking massive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, but they uh, they annihilate they annihilate them, and Lucerne is about to um, unalive themselves. <laughs> yeah. Lucerne is like, "All right, let's get the fuck out of here." And Rand is like, "Wait, no, please, not until after the last battle." And Lucerne is like, "Okay, fine, <laughs> and let's go with the power." Um, but uh, everyone is very concerned. I love that. I love that everyone's like, "You're holding so much of the power," and Rand is like, "Yep, right as well, water. Everything's good." Fine and dandy. And Min is like, you motherfucking liar. Like,
1: And Min you know, on the inside, he's like, drop it. Loose, drop it. Drop it.
0: It's like a dog. And when we they... can kill
1: ourselves later.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a dog when they, they're they playing fetch, but they won't give a bag. He's like, no, drop it. Drop, drop it.
1: <laughs> uh, oh Embrace says, I might want to check the video description.
0: Why? What's wrong with it?
1: Oh no, it's a, it's it's that's not our address, guys. It's a That's our PO, it's a PO, box, PO box. That's that we not what we talked about
0: at the beginning of stream.
1: I'll add P.O. box to it just so that
0: Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That stops happening. Yeah, we didn't add our we didn't put our address on the stream, guys.
0: That would be incredible. Uh yeah. Yeah. No, cause uh cause uh, uh James Ross
1: Yeah James Ross sent us the Rosenante. I love
0: the gift uh for um
1: Here are pieces of it. The
0: expanse.
1: Look at that. I'm
0: very excited to paint it.
1: Look at that. I love
0: painting minis. Uh, it's not really uh, min- miniature. It is I miniature. I mean, it is. It's a scale, but like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. We have our own little Rocinante. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to paint it. The Expanse
1: finale goes up tonight at 6 p.m. Ah! <laughs> oh no, I was holding it upside down. Boom. Nailed it. Guys, we love The Expanse. It is a great series, so. Yeah,
0: if you want to send us stuff, uh, feel free. I think somebody wanted to send us food for like a taste test. Yeah,
1: the international taste test company wants us to do a video on international food tastes.
0: Cool. As long as it's not spicy. <gasps> we're also gonna do. I've never tried the Girl Guide uh, Scout cookies in America, so we're gonna we're gonna get uh, cookies and we're gonna taste them. Mm-hmm. Because here we only have two. We only have the chocolate vanilla box and the mint chocolate box. Yeah. It's very sad. But
1: it's fine. We would all come visit. Don't go to that address. We will not be there. We, we don't, won't be there. We, we don't even live really close to there. No. It is closer to our house than our old P.O. box. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but we do not... Um,
0: it's definitely not like uh, walking distance.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Bryce says, are Girl Scouts good- cookies any good? They are. They're fantastic. And I love them.
0: Yeah. I. I the Girl Guide cookies are pretty good. So I'm assuming...
1: Uh, so then uh, Ken Swain threatens Min. And Rand is like... Not on my fucking watch. And the Min is like, I can handle myself. And Rand is like, all right, she can handle herself, but don't you fucking threaten her. And I was like, yeah, Cat Swain. If yeah. I didn't already fucking hate you, threatening <laughs> um, Min would be the last straw, okay? Leave my girl alone.
0: How dare you? She's
1: the best female character in this whole goddamn yeah. series. You
0: don't come after me. Leave Min. Min alone. We will fight you. I've
1: never felt more vindicated in my despise of Cad Swain <laughs> mm-hmm. than I do after watching her threaten Min. Yeah, oh my that, God. that was
0: definitely a strike against Cad Swain for, for me. I um,
1: do not regret the Catswain sucks shirt at all. Uh-huh. Don't fucking threaten our girl, okay. And
0: Matrix says something actually really interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys see this, but there's a like button on oh the video God. And if you click it, I'll I'll appreciate you.
1: I I just I just love Min and Cad Swain is only still with Rand, not through any of her actions. But because, and like, like this is also cheap, right? This is ch- a cheap prophecy that is put Rand in a position where he accepts Cat um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Swain. It's, this is another yeah. element of that same thing where like Cat Swain has never done anything to win Rand's trust. Yeah. He, she is only there because Min says that she has to teach him something. Yeah. And so Rand puts up with her behavior, mm-hmm. which is childish and like, and just like, honestly, it's getting to the point where it's like fucking pathetic. Yeah. Like, just behave like an adult, Cat Swain. Everyone else is looking at you like you're being a fucking asshole, and you don't see it. But, like, that—that that is a cheap narrative device, right? Like, oh, no, 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 We have to put up with the old lady that doesn't understand how to be a kind or, like, empathetic or just, like, normal person. Yeah. Because Min's prophecy says that there's something you have to learn from her. Yeah. That's cheap.
0: I wonder if Cad Swain thinks she might be dying and is, like, trying to... <laughs> uh, here's the thing. People are more aggressive and uh, forward with their intentions and uh, trying to achieve their goals if they think they have limited time left. And I just wonder, I just wonder, Kat Swain is the oldest eyes to die. I wonder if she feels like she is dying and has to do as much as she possibly can, no matter who it hurts, in that shorter time.
1: That's why she's Just knitting. a guess.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she, she keeps up appearances, right? If she doesn't appear to be perturbed, then whatever. Um, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, it, it, it was just a thought that came to me in this moment that I thought might be interesting.
1: I don't think... I, I think Kat Swain survives the heat death of the universe.
0: She's a cockroach. She is,
1: she is a cockroach. Um,
0: oh, my gosh. And what um, else says
1: Cat Swain dying is an interesting concept. Can we explore that more and maybe make it happen? <laughs>
0: I don't know. It was just just an idea.
1: Uh, chapter 20 The Golden Crane. So, Rand so, so, so. surveys the field and is like, holy shit, a lot of people died. It stinks out here. Wait,
0: we didn't talk about. What did we not talk about? Wait, it, is this in this chapter? No, no. I don't know this what is you're the last about. chapter. We missed uh, Loyal having to of a speech at the stump because the Ogiers are going to mass kill themselves.
1: I was going to bring that up.
0: Oh, in this one?
1: Well, yeah, because Haman and uh, Ogier. Yeah, yeah, I was about to bring that up. But yeah, okay, yeah.
0: sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just was like, oh, shit. Uh,
1: <laughs> they're not going to mass kill themselves.
0: That's what it sounds like. No, 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 no,
1: no. They I don't think that's tre- what it is.
0: They're moving to a different plane of existence. Yeah, yeah. He- heaven?
1: The or Undying Lands.
0: Yeah, they're going to the Undying Lands.
1: Uh, it's Charisse.
0: Thank you for that super I chat. I feel like
1: Palpatine, when you talk about hating cats, saying good, <laughs> hatred flow it gives you focus. Uh, I do like uh,
0: that. Yeah, this whole book of translation thing was like not talked about at all, and I was like, "Oh, they're just gonna piece out."
1: I think they're going to like dip out and come back.
0: Come back? Maybe,
1: Maybe come back, or they'll stay wherever they're going. It does. Maybe. It does feel like a ripoff of the elves from Lord of the Rings, yeah, where they're uh, like, "Oh, the humans are fighting. We're gonna go fuck off to the Undying Lands." Bye.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. But yeah, no. Um. Okay, uh. Loyal. Uh. Is being pitched by his wife to uh, talk them out of it.
0: his mom's like, I mean, you're fine, I guess. It's like, well, thanks, mom, for the support. You don't speak that
1: well. And Earth is like, shut the fuck up. This is my man now.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't get
1: to fucking talk to him anymore.
0: Are you putting your opinion above that of his wife's? I thought you wanted him to marry me. And I was like, Aerith. The
1: culture is... Of this series are exhausting.
0: And this was hilarious to me because it's, it's so, so
1: funny. But can you imagine living under that?
0: Oh no, a hundred percent. But it is—it is, it is a very—it is close to home. I think for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. that whole like wife mother-in-law relationship, uh, it's not always smooth or even pleasant for many many people. <laughs> and Aerith is like, oh no, you gave him to me, so shut the fuck <laughs> up, <laughs> like
1: i i remember early on people were like which which culture would you want to live in in randland Mm. and my initial answer was not a fucking one of them i think i would go with like a poor village in andor where like the cultural expectations aren't so ridiculous yeah but like every other culture we meet is so over the top with like the cultural differences have to be these, like, insane things that everybody... Like, Deistamar and Kyrian is nutso. To live like that would fucking suck.
0: No, thank you. The
1: constant stabbings in Ebudar are crazy. The Iil are... Their whole culture is just insane to imagine living under the oppression of. Like, I would live everybody, with
0: Bar-Lane. You know, I would live with Berylaine. She seems...
1: And just, what, Fun. like, be trying to steal married men because you want to be slutted up? No, no,
0: I wouldn't say I would be Bear Lane, but, like, Maine seems that's like That's what they all place.
1: do there, though. They're all just slutting it up How on the know? island. Because that's what it's described as. People are like, oh, yeah, Bear Lane is the quintessential mainer in that she's basically naked and trying to fuck everybody. All of these cultures are, like, self-oppression in a weird way.
0: I would live with the Damani because I like no clothes.
1: The Demani?
0: Not the Damani. Sorry, the the. De- 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 Wow, the fucking. The, you know exactly. Oh my god, I can. The. The, the
1: fuck are you talking you know, about? The, I don't know what you're talking. Look at my face. Do I look like I know what you're talking the about? The
0: are so close, Leanne. Leanne is a. The is doc. A,
1: you want to be a slave?
0: No, no, no. Yeah, the do, yeah the Domani. Yeah, you fucked with me. The, you're thinking the Dacoval You're thinking about, yeah, yeah,
1: the, 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 the Oh, the do-money, not the da-money. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were like, I want to be, I want to be a collared channeler. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: No, 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 I, okay, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Very confusing. (laughs) Thank you, Robert Jordan, for that one. Uh...
1: (laughs) I was so confused. I think mean, you said the clear robes and I was like the duck of all like no you wanna...
0: No, yeah, no, that that got confusing. My oh bad. my god. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's too many nude cultures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These books are so weird. I like nudity. I'm a fan of it.
1: <laughs> Why wow, this series is so fucking strange. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so it is it's so strange. Yeah. And, like, I, like, I can't even tell if I like it anymore. Like, I actually don't know if I enjoy this. I am so frustrated reading these books. And it sometimes feels so silly. And, like, I'm, like, literally, like, laughing at, like, a comedy of errors. But then, like, really serious shit happens and people die. And I'm, like, I, I just, like, I, this play I, I feel like my brain has been torn into this, like, you know, you know when they draw and quarter someone and they, they attach their hands and legs to four horses and they run away and you get ripped apart. I feel like the Wheel of Time is doing that to my brain. In that the plot lines are so <laughs> fucking like silly sometimes. And like some of these characters are so fucking <laughs> yeah. awful. But some of it is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of it is like like these this chapter, right? Chapter 19, chapter 20, the end of this reading this week is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. That like I'm like still in it and I'm still reading it. I'm not giving up on the series because there's stuff that is amazing. But then there's other stuff where I'm reading it and I'm like, this is not good. And I I can't fucking get my brain past the fact that like th- I will read a chapter and think, God damn it, Robert Jordan doesn't know how to write a fucking word. And then I'll read the next chapter. And I'm like, God damn it, Robert Jordan is writing some of the best fantasy I've ever read. And they're... Like, I don't think this series is good, but I think that some parts of it are so good that you have to respect all of it for some reason. And I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't know what to do with The Wheel of Time because it's it's like the worst written chapters in some of the best written books and some of the worst written books with some of the best written chapters. And I don't know what to fucking do about the fact that it is all things.
0: It is really all things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I'm f- I like it's crazy. Hey,
0: I have heard that uh, the worst Wheel of Time critics are the, the the are Wheel of Time fans. So I think that means it's because and only
1: the fans would get through it. Because if you're not a like genuine fan of this, how do you read past book eight? And so many people do
0: fall off. The number of people yeah. who have said they you know they've told us or they share online. Yeah, I f- I fell off of it. You know, I'm like I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: Mwell um. says, I say that Wheel of Time is a B plus series, but it's so long it's got a lot more A plus stuff in it than anything else in fantasy. I agree with that.
0: That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just wild. It this series has been an a, a reading experience unlike anything I've ever gone through. True. Because True. it is the most inconsistently written series I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. Usually, I know. At the end of book one, what the quality of all of the books of a series will be, because most writers write pretty consistently, at least within a series, you know, they'll write a different series, they'll feel very different. Um, But like, I know what the relative quality of every single Stephen King book is going to be, because he writes to a certain quality... And some of his books are a little bit better, and some of his books are a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. But Robert Jordan writes, like, the best chapters, and then the next chapter will be one of the most boring, pedantic things I've ever read in my life, and they are side by side, and I've never experienced it before.
0: And I think that that's especially highlighted for us because we break up the books. Yeah. If we covered, like, this entire book, for example, we would definitely more, or, like, we would gloss over things more, right? Mm-hmm. But because we but because we have this... um set up like, the, the the way that we do, mm-hmm. those things are, the low lows are highlighted, but the high highs are also highlighted. So it makes for a strange reading experience for sure. Yeah,
1: it's it's unlike anything else.
0: Perbalasha, thank you for the super chat.
1: I love it uh, except for all the parts I hate proceeds to list a solid 75% of the series. I don't think it's that much.
0: No, especially because the beginning like six books, we were super high on most of it.
1: Yeah, other uh, uh, the only thing in the first six books I didn't love was um, the nine the naive Elaine circus. circus the circus plot. Yeah, yeah yeah. But like other than that, the first six books are are literally like top tier. They're all great. Yeah, There's yeah. not really a bad one among them. Back then, I was like, the Great Hunt is my least favorite Wheel of Time book, and that was only because it was like my least favorite among six great books. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, if I have to rank them, the Great Hunt is the bottom. But like it doesn't matter. I loved all these. Kind of like the way I ranked yeah. Star Wars, where like. I, yeah, like The Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite Star Wars movie. I still enjoy watching it. I think it's fun. I know you don't, but that's fine. We have different perspectives, right? Um, The, but, but one of the things, one of the things that's different about like a Star Wars movie versus one of these books is like my commitment time-wise. I have much higher expectations of an 800 page book than I do of a two hour movie.
0: Yeah, man. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like, was Thor Love and Thunder the greatest movie ever? No, but it was two hours and 12 minutes of my time, and I had fun at the movie theater. I laughed a few times, and then I, like, walked away and was like, eh, yeah, it, it, it's over. Like, whatever. Who gives a shit? And
0: it's true. The longer the movie, the higher expectations I have for... If
1: your movie's three hours, the Batman, I had much higher expectations of that because you're spending more of my time. Yeah. This is a lot of reading.
0: This is a long Batman.
1: <laughs> and so my expectation is higher because I'm like I'm giving more of my life to you.
0: Yeah. Be yeah. Be better. <laughs> I think that's totally valid. Uh, you know, I, th- there is so much good in this. There is. That I, you know we are we are keeping going. We do want to keep going. But yeah, breaking it down does really highlight the weaknesses and 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 I never want to like. I never want to gloss over stuff in Book Club. The reason it's so long and the reason it's so in-depth is because we like to go into what we don't like, but also what we do like.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: unfortunately, there has been more of what we don't like in the past couple books. That is just an unfortunate part of the series that I think a lot of people agree with us on.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I cannot wait to get to the final battle, that last chapter.
1: Oh, me too. And yeah. be like...
0: Fuck yeah! You know, like, I, I'm, I'm I'm, on it so bad.
1: We're also going to have this, like, weird, like, 200 hours of content we made about our experience doing this.
0: So many hours. And I
1: think that what's going to be interesting in the aftermath of this is going to be people who look at it, who, who watch it later, and are like, You know what? Your slog episodes didn't feel as sloggy because I was able to know that the next episode was coming. Whereas now, the people who are complaining about it week to week, I think people are going to have the exact same complaints about the Nerdy Wordy Book Club that we do about the books yeah, in yeah, the yeah. weirdest fucking way. There's like
0: a slog of our podcast for a few weeks That's the reflects the slog of the books.
1: I, I think that's 100% going to happen, Fair, right? Fair, yeah. And like, I think it's valid. I think that like, <laughs> the nerdy I wordy slog. struggled. And I look, I even think today, like, I, I I think people will look at my talk today and think that I'm being very negative. And I'm not. I'm trying to have fun with it. Uh, and so I'm kind of making fun of Elaine. And, like, we're, I think that we're trying to be more playful in our negativity now than back in the slog slog when I was like, this is bad, and I'm mad, and I hate it, and I want to leave, and I want to go home. That
0: was also a lot of disappointment and falling off the cliff of the high highs, right? Yeah. Those yeah, yeah. lows are really emphasized when you've just read fucking do my wells you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that's important to take into account.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Nerdy Word Book Club turning into critical role levels of content, just you wait. We have plans for the future. Guys, I've already started to come up with the plot of the Wheel of Time role-playing. Uh, it's probably going to be four or six sessions, I think. I think that's a good...
0: Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's
1: a good... Yeah, we're going to do like... Seems it's gonna seems short, fun.
0: but okay. But
1: like, yeah, it's so funny. It, this has been such a weird adventure, and I'm so glad people are on it with us. It's been mm-hmm. so strange to like share thoughts on something this deep before. Is there going
0: to be a slog episode of the D&D?
1: No. <laughs> Fuck no. No, I
0: know. I couldn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: I couldn't. I would just start throwing Trollocs at you guys.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Apparently you can just have a hundred thousand to throw at any point, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah.
1: Dwayne Swab, thank you for joining the Nards well, the, of the Nerd. The
0: nerd table. Table. We guys we really appreciate you. at this like even when the books are not at their at their pinnacle, like we still love Book Club.
1: Oh, and, this is the best part of the week for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, and like your support, um, it it means everything. To us, like, for real. So, um, thank you all.
1: Disciple of the Void, if you think shopping sessions are the slog of d d you're not shopping, right?
0: <laughs> you can make shopping sessions very interesting.
1: Just try and buy drugs. Um, should we get to the best part of the book so far?
0: Best part of the book, yeah.
1: I, I'm i not going to lie, y'all. When we were doing the reaction to this... Oh, we should actually get through the right stuff Uh, Varen left... Um, Oh,
0: yeah. Baron left a letter and is like, Peace, don't trust anyone except Ted Swain. What
1: we really need was more characters off on their own plot lines that we don't know about. That's great. Um,
0: Yeah. Uh, Rand asks Loyal to uh, help uh, close remaining Waygates and watch them. And Loyal's like, Look, I can't. And Elder Homin is like, Well, I guess I would be the best candidate for this adventure. Guys, Elder mm -hmm. Homin just wants to go on a fucking adventure. He's fucking Bilbo Baggins and is like, I'm ready. Let's go. So yeah. uh, I I hope we get an Elderham and POV at some point. Just like one chapter, that would bring me joy. Maybe it'll be yeah. next next book's prologue.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. Matt Turk, Yes. I did get to the Scanlan Spice arc. Spice. 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 Spicy. Should we have a Should we have a live where we just discuss the first half of Critical Role season one? <laughs> would people be interested in that? I would love to just sit and chat with you guys.
0: Just talk about Critical about Role. how I feel about
1: the first seventy episodes of Critical Role. Um. So uh, we cut over to Nynaeve, and Nynaeve is in bed because she's tired. She's been channeling a lot. She's been healing. She's been she's been doing some shit. And um, Lan is at the window, being a broody, broody. Batman-esque character.
0: Broody, broody Batman.
1: He's a broody, broody Batman.
0: <clears throat> you got a lot of support for a Critical Role. All right, episode, I'll, I'll
1: schedule like a live stream and we'll just like chat about my feelings about the first like 70. We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: We'll give you guys notice. We'll announce it in the Discord. Yeah, that'll so. probably
1: be later. That'll be next week after Toronto Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, guys, uh, if you're going to Toronto Comic-Con, we're only going to be there Saturday night. So, so yeah, we'll so be there from like 3 to whenever. So to if you want to see us, come... Uh, the, DM us and let us know where you are and uh, we'll try and meet anyone who's at Toronto Comic Con this weekend. Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> that thank you for the super chat.
1: Critical role, yes! Okay. Um, it's my new favorite thing. Uh, Ul Requino says, yeah, I can't imagine reading these books without the ability to gloss over the bad and skimming over the problematic. I skimmed over some stuff and you guys got so mad at me for it. I only skimmed over descriptions of dresses and apparently two on skin color and y'all got so pissed. Someone, someone was a $50 patron who... <laughs> $50 a month patron. I maybe I should say this publicly, but I think it's so funny. They
0: they were canceled. not happy. They've
1: given us $50 a month for like many months and then they were like I can't believe you don't read every word of the books. You don't deserve my money. And they canceled their Patreon subscription. And I was like, that is fucking hilarious. Like,
0: you know what? Hey, it's your money. You you do what you want. But yeah. Yeah. I was
1: like, that of all the things I've said on my shows, that's the reason that you canceled being a Patreon is because I don't read. It's not read the dumb shit the dis- you say. <laughs> it's not your terrible takes. It's the fact that you don't read every word about every dress.
0: Uh, you know fashion is not nerdy strong point it's fine
1: oh my god no
0: it's it's their money they can they can do what they want it was just it was funny
1: oh no no no! they can do whatever they want it was just the fact that in the exit interview they wrote they took the time like cancer subscription like i don't guys this is free content we're not asking for anything
2: yeah
1: um it was just so funny to open up the, like, exit surveys on Patreon and, and have it be, like...
0: It's like, yes, this is a reason.
1: <laughs> it's because you didn't read the dress description. So I was like, all
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's get to Nynaeve. Uh, so Nynaeve is um, being a rational human being, and Lan, for the first time in the series, is not. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Th-
0: this confused me. Okay? This um, yeah. this confused me. Lan is like, uh, you know what? I feel like I'm not doing enough here. I'm going to go die.
1: Well, and he's like, Rand should be paying attention to the Borderlands, not the Sanchin. And I'm like, dude, the Trollocs are here. You're looking at their bodies. I hate to tell you this, but like the the Borderlands, Lan is too aware of the fact that the Trollocs can travel through way gates and don't need to actually come through Tarwin's Gap yeah. to be so focused on it. They can they can teleport. Lan, you know that the Forsaken can open gateways. Like... yeah. I, I, and I understand why the Nynaeve stuff is so good. I get why the Nynaeve stuff is so good. hundred percent.
0: incredible. Yeah. But the
1: setup for it wasn't great to me. And that's why I didn't in the reaction. Like, thinking ben back on it. man is, like,
0: minute, broken. Like, yeah. he's he's upset. You know, he spent his whole life defending the Borderlands. And everyone in the Borderlands just picked up and fucked off. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, I guess someone's got to protect them. I'm going to go die. But somebody's got to do it, I guess. And I was like, Lan, no.
1: But Lan is Lan is dedicated to fighting the shadow. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that this would have worked for me if it was if it was before the Trollocs had showed up. Yeah. I think that these events should have been flipped. Because I think that if you would put the scene of Lan being like, we're sitting in this mansion doing nothing, waiting for this letter for the Sanchen. Mm-hmm. We should be fighting the Trollocs. Let me go fight the Trollocs. And then he was like, you know what? You're right. You have a mission. I'll take you to do that. Yeah. But instead he's like, I need to be fighting the Trollocs. And I'm like, dude, what do you what what do you think happened yesterday? There's a hundred thousand dead Trolloc bodies outside. Your mission is right here. And I think that if you had flipped them and Lan had just missed the Trolloc battle, I think that this narratively would have clicked in a little bit I don't better know for
0: if me. Lan did much. The channelers kinda sure. took out everybody.
1: Sure, but Lan's but... Lan's whole like the final battle is gonna be in Tarman Gaiden doesn't make sense no, because they can teleport. Uh, final
0: battle is going to be in the Borderlands. Sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. Tarman Games* going to be in the Borderlands.
0: I also don't see why it would be in the Borderlands either, but that's me personally. Um, Josh, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, final few pages of this chapter are beloved to the fandom. I think a lot of us who voted for it forgot it's attached to an otherwise mid-chapter totally fair like valid the end of this chapter fucking slaps
1: yeah no it does because i Nynaeve, because yeah. Nynaeve's character development is so fucking good right yeah. and like the, the scene with the merchants is amazing yes it's it is the like it is the 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 setup for it that weakened it on the first reaction to me because i was hung up on so Lance just going to go into the blight by himself like what what the, yeah. what the fuck is that yeah but how is that going to help anybody he, he doesn't even know if the Trollocs are there, right? The Trollocs were here yesterday. What He could just be wandering the blight looking for shit forever. Maybe
0: he knows that there's 10 million Trollocs.
1: Yeah, but what the fuck is he going to do about it by himself?
0: And that's the thing is he's like, yeah, I, I have this desire to go die defending my homeland. And it's like, okay, that's not really something I can relate to, but I understand that it is a character motivation that works for people. Like, Lan is not okay, right? Since Moraine left Lan, Lan is definitely not okay. Um, But
1: he also is married and, like, leaving his wife to go.
0: But she's the one who understands it. She's the one that's like, you have to go. And he's like, yeah.
1: I know. I just, I wish, I feel like there's a way that this could have been set up where, like, I would have enjoyed all of it. And instead, I only like the naive half of it. And I'm just disappointed in Lan. Like Lan,
0: why? Uh, Colonel Sanders, welcome back to the nerd table. This scene is one of my favorite emotional moments between the Malky reaction and Nynaeve finally becoming an adult, mature woman. I agree. I agree with
1: that 100%. Yeah, yeah. The naive stuff is fantastic.
0: We said in our reaction that especially having read New Spring, mm-hmm. this hits hard. Like uh, there were people that were like, yeah, skip New Spring. I'm so glad that we didn't. There's there's good shit in New Spring. We really like New Spring, and there's a lot of stuff in that book that affects moments like these that makes them hit harder.
1: And <laughs> Brian says, but Lan was so hard. You like it when Lan is hard. That is true.
0: You're not wrong. Uh yeah. Uh, no, David
1: Zoller wrong. says could have maybe worked if Lan had been arguing about this for a few chapters. Agreed. It's it's just set up. This was a this is something where like the and and because of the avienda in the last thing and then Lan here, this is me being like and Varen leaving to some extent although Varen is much less more of a side character and I don't mind her leaving I need them to start it, this could have also worked for me and I said this in the reaction if it came after the resolution of one of the plot lines we're in rather than just being a new plot line that is oh, like I feel like we're still spidering out instead of resolving anything yeah and the only plot line that's weirdly resolved in this book is the Galad um white cloak plot line mhm But that didn't end anything because we weren't spending that much time with the White Cloaks before it. And it just kind of introduced us to the fact that that is also a plot line. Mm -hmm. So that almost was like a really cool inciting incident for a new plotline, rather than the end of something. Even though it is kind of for Galad, the emotional ending of Morghese's rape and like the consequence of that. Even though it doesn't affect Morghese yet and we need to see her closure with that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of waiting for like... Them to. I want Robert Jordan to stop introducing new things and to get to the things that he has introduced, and then we can we can get to new things later. Like there there is room to do. The, the The order of events feels wrong right now. Yeah. And I I want the order of events to kind of start getting into a place where like I don't have to keep track of where every fucking person is because nobody's together. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And we're starting to get to the point where like, of our main characters, Nynaeve and Rand are together. Mm-hmm. Egwene is by herself. Uh Elaine is by herself. is by herself. I guess Min is with like Rand also has Min. But yeah. like Matt is People by are himself.
0: Splintering off.
1: Perrin is by himself. And all, like those are probably the main characters of the series. N- Only Rand is with somebody else. Everybody else is off in their own plot line with their own goals, doing their own thing. None of it seems to be headed towards Tarman Gaiden. And I'm just kind of waiting for the the main characters to finish off these plot lines that have been going on.
0: I think for this is going to ever. I think this is going to help lead us into Termingate Like I'm, I hope. I'm I'm hopeful that Lan is right that Termingate takes place in the borderlands along the blight, like that that's like part of it and that this like funnels into more what the last battle looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh like and brother, welcome back to the Nerd Table. Uh we appreciate you. And uh Arzu, uh welcome back uh, to to the Nerd Table as well. Thanks for being an arc.
1: Uh, <laughs> Can you guys do a reaction to chapter twenty-seven for next week? That's what I voted for.
0: So Blue commissioned the extra the 19, chapter yeah. reaction, which is why, uh, which is why we did it. um We can't react to every option. Yeah, we're not gonna in react the
1: book. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Unfortunately. If someone
1: wants to commission it, we'll do it. Um, yeah, but
0: it's yeah, it is yeah. It is
1: time consuming. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and we have a busy week because of the con this weekend, and
0: that's also we're true. getting
1: ready for Star Wars Celebration, y'all. The Nerdy Wordy Book Club going to Star Wars Celebration. Um, we are Friday, 1 p.m.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I guess we should have said that. Uh, we'll have
1: pins for people. We have Ahsoka pins. We might also have some, like, pins of us, so.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, This might have been asked before, but are you planning to submit an entry to the Wheel of Time Idol this year? When is that due? Well, I think
0: it's, like, now.
1: When would we have to have something done by? Because uh, well, that we're... makes a big difference. If it's, like, May, maybe. If it's tomorrow, Probably not. Probably
0: not. Uh, Bitstorm, welcome back to the nerd table for 14 months. Thank you, Bitstorm. Let's go. Um, This, uh, oh, that was what you, yeah, read. Um, So, yeah, I. We'll see, yeah, yeah.
1: That's kind of the end of it. Nynaeve goes, uh, she is like, ride for Malkyr and uh, Aldragorn, who we've already made fun of his name. Um,
0: It's (laughs) fine, it's fine name, it's just funny beside uh, Mandragorn, Mandragorn, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, It's a beautiful scene. Um, (laughs) Nynaeve. I don't know how the fuck she found this guy.
0: Well first she first Is she's she like, just
1: walking around no, no. First looking she's like, for men wearing Hidori.
0: First she's like, Lan, I will take you to oh, the yeah, Borderlands. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, thanks. But she's like, You gotta promise me that uh, uh, what exactly does he promise? That, like, if people go with him, that he won't go alone. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because he's like, I'll never lead men into the blight. And she's like, well, f- shut the fuck up and lead men into the blight. I'm not fucking... <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's like, okay, fine, whatever, wife, whatever you say. And then she drops him up in fucking Saldea, and is like, you have to walk through every goddamn town, city, and village from here on the way to the blight. And goddamn it, are you going to like it?
1: <laughs> yeah. And then she teleports ahead of him to a uh-huh. city... She she literally leaves him on the cliff at the edge of the ocean like it's as far from Tarwin's Gap Tooth as possible, um, and
2: yeah, uh huh. I
1: guess she's just walking around looking for merchants wearing Hadori. Like I don't know how she found this guy in a city she's never been in.
0: That would be my guess. Yeah, L- looking. She just kind of lucked out. Who belonged to Malkir. She that might be a full day later that she dropped Lan off. We don't actually know.
1: Yeah, maybe it I have just taken her a day. The, the, yeah. And I guess maybe she just went into like the market. I just I was like,
0: he's also s- a very successful merchant. So she went around asked a handful of people. Hey, any Malkiri? anyone who still wears the Hidori? because she's got the Kisan on her face. So mm-hmm. people people might have like been able to point her in the right direction.
1: Oh, sure. I just it, it, it just was funny to me that because at first I was like, oh, it can't be Nynaeve because she's never been to Salvea before. So she's just, like, walking around like, does yeah. anyone know where any Malkyrie are?
0: Yeah, kind I'm of. I'm looking
1: for Malkyrie. <laughs> I don't know where I am.
0: I don't know where I am.
1: Well, and the magic of Randland is that everyone speaks the same language. So at least she can talk to people. Yeah, but... don't,
0: don't worry about that. Um, okay, so apparently it's the beginning of April for the idol. So we would I don't know, to... guys.
1: That's in two weeks. We got a lot between now and then. Uh... We might have missed the Wheel of Time Idol this year. I wish we'd... Yeah, we should have been more We've had
0: so many good ideas for it, too. And I can't remember a single one. Uh, I do love that for me. She
1: literally tells the guy that she's asking people about people with a lot of pigeons. Oh, oh, no, no, I get that. I'm saying that, like... But she's in, like, a semi-major city. Like, even just... The the amount of time it would take to find somebody like that, it it just was funny to me. When it was like, oh, it's Ineve, And I was like... Wow, she's like really dedicated to this. She's probably been walking for hours.
0: Of course, it's land.
1: Well, but she also can't open the gateway in the city, yeah. right? So she opened a gateway like in a field somewhere, walked into town, and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're talking about like time. a full day of her life.
0: She took her time. Yeah, yeah, she would have. Yeah.
1: It, logistically, this is this is a big project. Her land
0: is worth it. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: land is a thousand percent worth it. Yeah, I just like was like as soon as I started thinking about it, I was like. God damn, I need like. Also how the fuck did she pull this off?
0: It was get, interesting getting um, Aldragoran's Al Dragorin's perspective of this too. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. POV. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah, some woman walks in. She's got this weird finger bracelet thingy. I was like, Nani, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, she's like, yep, send pigeons to every single one of your contacts. Which is great. It's a really cool b- Yeah, Lan is going to have a fucking army. Yeah. He's going to get to like Faldara and there's just going to be like a hundred thousand people waiting for him.
1: Yes, I hope so. I hope there is someone for them to fight. I kind of would love it if they they ride through Tarwin's Gaptooth and there's nothing there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've said the blight has been pushing back lately. True. So like I kind of would love if the golden crane gets to Falmorin and they ride into the blight at Tarwin's Gaptooth and they just kind of are like, there's there's trees. Does it, anyone see any trollocs? To
0: be fair, the trees are pretty evil.
1: The tree the trees are pretty trees evil. Trees are pretty evil. There are those stinger thingies? The sticks?
0: The stick bugs.
1: Yeah. Like there there might be things for them to fight, but like I would just kind of love it if like they've like find it and like the dark one is like, why are you guys here? And they're like, we're here to fight your army. And the dark one's like, I sent them through the way gates. What did you think I was gonna send them like physically over land? We I can teleport my army around. Why would I be why would I why would they be here? What would be the purpose of that? And uh, then we're just like, you guys can hang out if you want. Like, my people are fighting, like, 800 miles south.
0: Grab a chair, you know. <laughs> Come have a drink. <laughs> uh, you really didn't
1: think this one through too much. We can teleport our army around.
0: <laughs> no, I think Glenn, knowing where, like, the last battle is going to happen, it, it, it's, it's got to mean something. They're no, not he thinks show. it
1: is. And even Rand is like, I don't know that that's true. It
0: means the, the, the way gates, I think, because they can't go through gateways.
1: The waygate. Sorry, the, the, the,
0: yeah.
1: they're the same word backwards.
0: Waygate and gateway. Yes.
1: So like my, I'm struggling with it because my dyslexic ass just it's they're the same word to me. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Same shit. Same shit. Um, yeah, yeah. The golden crane flies for Tom and Gayden.
1: The golden crane flies for Tom and Gayden. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Hyundai Tucson that we just purchased will be known as the Kara Karn with 71% of the vote.
0: I wish that fit on a license plate.
1: Me too. But yeah, we uh, Bella lost. It's the only thing Bella's ever lost. Um,
0: <laughs> the only thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kara Karn! Ida
1: says there seems to be more shadow spawn than humans. I don't think that's possible because aren't they made from humans?
0: Made from humans?
1: James Smith, thank you for joining the NARS. <laughs> James, thank Hello, you. Hello as usual from work, saying hi, have a great one. Welcome we back. did, this was a fun show.
0: Yeah, welcome back to the Nerd Table. We appreciate you. I enjoyed you the
1: podcast today. This was, I feel like we had some good jokes. We had some fun.
0: We did. It was an
1: interesting week of reading. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that this next week brings some closure to some things. Uh huh. I'm hopeful that we start getting there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm hopeful that we don't spend like four chapters with Egwene in the White Tower not doing anything. Well. You know what well, I mean? Well, I, I no. want, I want some motion here.
0: Chapter twenty-one within the stone.
1: That's uh, how you, the Rand. dark one gets all those trollocs ran expedited Waygate shipping.
0: All right. We got Rand. We got more Rand. So, so that's
1: cool. Trollocs do breed. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. uh, Mephany, thank you so much for that super chat. We appreciate you. And Sammy as well. We definitely appreciate Sammy. Embry
1: says, I have a feeling Egwene's going to do something dumb in this book. Egwene?
0: What? In this economy? (laughs) What? Doing something dumb could definitely cost you a lot of money in this economy. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're welcome. I promise it's going to be okay. <laughs>
1: if you guys saw the reaction, I made that joke at Clarice yesterday, though. To you get did. Back I was
0: very proud of you. No, I loved it. I was here for it. The mud of the outer city gave way to paved streets at the walls of Tier, where the first thing Rand noticed was the absence of guards. Despite the lofty stone ramparts with their towers, the city was less defended than Steading Shang Tai, where he and every other human had been gently but firmly refused entrance at first glance. <laughs> no.
1: Oh my god.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh, yeah, the archers' balconies on the tower were empty. This is this does not bode well. The fuck.
1: Great! Can't wait to find out what. Bullshit's going on in tier. I really hope everyone's not dead. That would be sad. <laughs> the nerdy, gurdy man? Am I the nerdy, gurdy man?
0: Nerdy, what? Like, gurdy like, gourds? What is a
1: Oh, that phone call was the director of that thing I'm doing next week.
0: Oh, just mm. wanted to chat? Just
1: being like, just wanted to welcome you. Cool. Mm.
0: Well, that's really cool.
1: Guys, I booked something.
0: Booked a gig. You're
1: all going to see it, and uh, we're all going to be okay with that.
0: That's all you need to know.
1: Uh, Y'all, get ready.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say anything. You, <laughs> you share as much as you want to share. I'll share
1: once it's filled.
0: Once it's filled. Bad. That's fair. <laughs> that's,
1: fair that's fair. That's fair. But says um, good news. Good news to everyone except my mom. <laughs> um,
0: oh, please. Uh, just make
1: sure your Amazon Prime accounts are up to date. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Cocaine bear, please. I cocaine bear part two. I wish. <laughs>
2: right. No,
1: it's a cool job. I'm very excited to do this job. Um, there is an element of it that is, uh, my penis, and um, we're gonna we're just all gonna live with that.
0: Wow. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you make it sound like you booked a porno. <laughs> There's an element of it that is my penis.
1: <laughs> There's an element uh, of it that is my penis. Uh,
0: but I, I promise, it's on Amazon Prime, so it's actually not not a penis. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a hard role to play. No, actually, it has to be very soft. Uh, that's the rule of that.
0: That's the rule.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. We'll give you guys more details when we when we've got them. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much for book club today. What was your no wait? Hi, low. What was your high?
1: No, what was your high? We no, always start with your, your high. I
0: know, I'm switching to The, the way, way this
1: works is no, well, that, okay. much like my childhood dinner table, we sit down and we commiserate over our lows, mm-hmm. celebrate each other's highs, because that's how you stay close as a family. Uh, today, family. Uh, we're going to apparently do it differently, where I'm going to start with my high, then Clarissa will do her low, then I'll do my low, then she'll do her high, because we compliment sandwich this beach. Hell yeah. So, boom. My high. Um,
0: Your high was booking this gig. Uh
1: well, yeah, that was huge. Um, especially because I was like, I'm never gonna get this job. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. my high that's tough. There's some really good shit in this chapter.
0: There is good shit.
1: Um I, I'm gonna go with loose there and taking the power and then being awesome. That was fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a good time.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I will agree that that was that was a good time. Yeah,
1: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, was it a lot.
0: Scary for a moment. Yeah. Um, Katarina, welcome back to the nerd table. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, okay. My low. Um, my low is, in one week, we'll find out the consequences to the mercenaries uh, switching sides. Yes. I was like, okay, or now. Or now. Could be now. But, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's my low.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that with your low, and I'm gonna say my low, and my low of this series, my low of this section is my low of the Wheel of Time. Okay. Is that Robert Jordan created a world that I love mm-hmm. and characters that I some of them I love a lot, mm-hmm. uh, while at the same time having perhaps the worst economy of storytelling I've ever read, mm-hmm. and it is um, uh, we we talk about it all the time, and we've we've beaten this horse to death, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and I know that. But it is truly the most amount of words and pages spent on not moving a story forward. Yeah. And um, I just think that this same story, this could this the same story written with like the I with uh, first of all consent uh, and um, a little bit less glamorization of some of the things that we don't love as much. Yeah. Man. Um. But with some economy of storytelling. In terms of uh, plot per page, um, I think that this really could have been like one of my favorite series ever. Yeah. And um, right now, it's, it's just not shaping up to be that. It's shaping up to be uh, six amazing books that kind of um, get very m- mid after that.
0: Yeah, you know, they lost their yeah. way. We're not at the end yet, so we'll have to see if, if it finds its way back.
1: Yeah, and so that you know, it's just the the parts of this chapter that are more of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um And God um, oh, damn, did he need an editor? Yeah. What's your high?
0: My high was going to be that moment uh, with Luce Therence, uh, like, letting go of the power, mm-hmm. like, that, that tension between everybody. Um, but I'm going to say my high is uh, th- that that final moment. You know, Nynaeve having this really beautiful motivation and character growth and doing this for Lan and, and just trying to set him up to succeed as much as possible. Letting him do his thing to try and fulfill whatever feelings he has for Malkier and the Borderlands and and just being there for him in the best way that she possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. That moment yeah. was... Uh, Katarina, thank you for that super chat. Thank Let's you, go. that
1: super chat. I <laughs> I don't know what... I still don't know what Sck is, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do Smug Corner. Uh, and before we do... We are going to say that you should like uh, this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us around the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly.
0: I'm at Clara's Polaris.
1: Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. Mm-hmm. This episode that algorithm goddess is
0: um, probably naive. She's really hungry for land's yeah, Bond. Yeah, it's naive. You know, she's she's hungry for Lance bond, and unfortunately, they didn't Swedish. resolve that. Swedish
1: cool. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah, still, still, Merrell, m- 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 what, whoever the fuck it is has the bond. Merrell,
1: oh, Mer, no. Maurice.
0: No, that's not it. Merrell. Um, m- m- Merrell, m- yeah, yeah, m- yeah. Yeah,
1: M-Y-R-E-L-L-E. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Merrell is a different character.
0: Yeah. Um like Robert Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I would like for Nynaeve to have that bond, but um it's fine. Uh yeah, definitely the algorithm got us uh
1: Maybe Land wouldn't be such a sad boy if he held the bond, if she held the bond and he could be like, oh my god, she loves me so she much. She
0: loves me so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh bye. If you don't like smut, get out of here.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah. So let's get into sexy times.
0: Sexy times. Uh, I
1: love the idea that. Uh, Loyal is just, like, desperate to not give Irith a facial, but to come on her ears. Like, that is, like, the facial of the Ogier society is, like, just, like, a hard boning. And then at the end, she, like, gets on her knees in front of him and, like, turns to the side. And he just, like, jizzes all, you know, in that canal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, not my favorite image to think about, but yeah, the whole ears thing.
1: Yeah, well, he was he was throwing. desperately trying not to finger her ears in front of his mom.
0: I know. He's like, I almost fingered her ears, but my mom is here, and I said,
1: Oh like, my what? god, I could hardly keep myself from fingering her ears.
0: It's like, why? Why are we doing this? I love my mom also,
1: wasn't as wet as I expected her to be.
0: <laughs> they also like nose, and they're like, Wow, we did this for a really long time, oh considering my god. the people in the room. Uh, yeah, so all I will say is that I hope Aerith and Loyal have really uh, exciting um, first night as a married couple, you know? Yeah. They, they had their marriage, and then they had the heat of battle. Like, things are about to get spicy.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad that uh, this manor has O'Gear built rooms. Because can you imagine those two fucking on a human bed?
0: No, they would break it.
1: Oh, they would destroy it.
0: Yeah, no, You no.
1: also know dick. Nynaeve down hard one last time before he went to the blight no
0: he said he didn't he's like hey would you will you stay with me one more night and she's like no no time
1: oh no 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 but I mean like the night before like the taunts attacked you know Len was already thinking about this right and so he just fucking obliterated her
0: I also love that he's not allowed to tell her what to do except when they're in private yeah hot
1: and he's always hard that's his secret Len
0: is always hard he's always hard rigid at all times. I
1: love that we got to smut corner and the comments fully stopped <laughs> in the chat.
0: Everybody's like, "Oh my god, I don't want to think about ears."
1: There is a new comment.
0: I don't. I don't want to think about ear sex.
1: Ogier no. Musk is probably really stanky. I don't know. I feel like the Ogier are very clean people.
0: It might be very like floral because they like the Ooh, trees. Okay,
1: you know? or like a like a like a sandalwood.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dig that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that.
1: Yeah. Um, Ogier probably come like a fire hose.
0: Oh, gear rings are considered extreme <clears throat> body piercing. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's like a clit hood piercing. She pierced her ears. God damn it. <laughs> she pierced her ears Can for that extra imagine? pleasure. Oh my God. Oh. She
1: pierced her ears and now she's always wet.
0: Ears are. I, I imagined ears being wet for a second. I was like, what the
1: fuck? No, no, but you know, if you like, you can. Some people will get a clip piercing and then they're like always aroused because of it.
0: Really? Yeah. That oh. can go
1: wrong. There's like a like 30% chance that like a clip piercing will like cause you to have like a constant state I'm of sorry. arousal.
0: A 30% chance.
1: Maybe it's not that high, but it is pretty. It's higher than you want it to be.
0: Right right right, yeah, right, 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 right. I mean, any percent chance is like higher than you want it to be, but I understood.
1: James Ross says Rand has been in Min for the last three books. That's why we haven't seen him. True. I feel like Loghain and Cad Swain fuck just to, like, get their, like, anger at each other out. Like, I feel yes, like Loghain and Cad Swain are having, like, angry no, sex with each No, Loghain
0: is fucking his... Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: uh, Tovain and Gabriel.
0: No, not Tovain. Isn't that who it is? I mean, she, she's one of his, like, warders, but they're not fucking. She's like, ah, no, never. No, nah, just to piss off Men? the
1: people in our chat, I'm going to say they're having threesomes. Because everyone in our chat apparently hates threesomes.
0: <laughs> sure, Couldn't yes. be us. Could, could... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? That's another, fair. That's no. honest. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, I bye. really hope my
1: mom doesn't watch this part of the show.
0: She never makes it. Did we it go to the for end? three
1: hours and fifteen minutes? Yes, we did. Oh fuck.
0: Oopsie. I don't think Chat's upset about that. All right, bye ah! guys. Bye guys. Uh, we'll see you later. Go join. What are we Discord. reading next
1: week? Twenty-one through twenty-seven. I think.
0: Um. You know what? We can find that out uh, super fucking quick. If you ever want to know what the split is, you can go into the Discord wheel of time, go to the pinned things. We are reading chapter 21 to 27.
1: All right. We'll see you next week for more of this bullshit.
0: Yeah. 21 to 27. So, uh, yeah. Catch you later, (laughs) you fucking nerds.
1: Do something nerdy tonight, y'all.
0: Bye, guys. Bye.